This is actually like a bad tinnitus day for me, because uh, my ears are ringing. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else goes through that, but I definitely do. Um, so like right now, the sound of my own voice is making my ears ring, which is, uh, that's going to drop me crazy. Um, all right, so first thing I want to do here is remind everyone to go to HankStrange.com, sign up for our email list. Of course, you know, that is the only thing that we own in this social media platform world um, that we can actually communicate with you guys. Like, I don't own uh, YouTube, and even though I have a channel here and you subscribe to it, I don't own it. So if they kick me off, if Facebook kicks me off, Twitter, whoever else, I cannot communicate with you. All those things will fall and crumble into the sea. So the email list is the best way. Then Plus that way we can um, email you guys from time to time, tell you different ways to support us, tell you things that are going on. If you check HankStrange.com, you can find a lot of those same things. Looking around the site, you can find the alternate uh, platforms that we're on as well. Okay, so one of the things I want to do here is remind everyone to um, hit the thumbs ups and all that share this if you can as you guys are coming in here let me know um yeah okay so let's see here and uh i will oh i also want to of course i'm decked out in franklin armory right here on the hat you can see it down there big shout out to franklin armory for supporting the pro the podcast here we appreciate those guys um, and if you want to uh, send some love and support towards Franklin Armory, they've got lots of cool things. All right, that being said, let's jump into it here. Let me throw my, my guests on right now. We do have another guest joining us here a little bit later. I am going to um, smash the open right now. Welcome back to the Hank Strange situation. All right, guys, make Life's sure you hit that subscribe button, smash the thumbs ups, and ring the bell, ring the bell. Let's see. Here we go. I got a bell. I don't know if you got a bell, Daniel. There we go. Don't bell have a is bell. bell's beam. You don't have a bell. I don't have a bell. Look at this. You got this cool studio behind you. Look at that. I know. I, I got mean, a Yoda, but no, no, uh, yeah. no bell. You get in extra fancy on us now, man. Extra fancy. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> let's do let's do the let's do the jazz hands. Here we go. Jazz hands is going out to the world. I hope you guys have your big girl panties on. This is episode 810 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. Um, tonight we're going to talk about the Solutionary Summit 2021 that's happening in Miami this weekend, actually. So Maj, Maj Touré, excuse me, Maj Touré is uh, putting on the Solutionary Summit there in Miami. It was supposed to be going on in Miami at the same time that the NRAM was going on in Houston. That got canceled. Um, there still is an event going on there with Primary Arms, but if you're on, you know, if you're over here on this side of the world, you can go to the, you can go to this event in Miami. And we will have Devin Perkins of Trenchwork Chronicles joining us to talk about that. And through the whole show, He's here, Gun Doctor TV, joining us. Daniel, what's up, man? Hello, hello. How's, How's it going, going, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Like I said, man, I like your light setup here. Here, I'm gonna go to this again. Yeah, man. It's great, uh, man. Look, you got like great lighting. Is this so? This is your phone that you're using. This is my phone. Yeah. Yeah. iPhone awesome. 12 Pro, definitely not sponsored. Oh, okay. iPhone 12 <laughs> Pro. Wow. Uh, yeah, that can't. So wait, did you just get an iPhone 12 Pro, or you've had it for a while? I, I got it like right after, yeah, I got it right after it came out. 
I was excited okay. for the camera. So yeah, camera looks great. Um, lighting looks great and everything. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your internet seems great. Did you upgrade your internet speed also? No, it's just my uh, my. Uh, I got unlimited internet on my data plan. So. Oh, okay, okay, all right, very cool. So, what do you? I mean, if this is not too personal, are you using like AT and T, Verizon, T Mobile, AT and T, AT and T? Okay, yeah. We, I used. We've to, been with we've mm -hmm. been with them since they were singular. Oh, wow. Way okay. Back in the day. Yeah. 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 I've also been with AT&T for a long time, but since we're since we're like doing this van thing, I've got AT&T, Verizon, and T-Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm spending like car money. <laughs> that is car money. Yeah. Yeah, nice okay. car money. Nice car money. Uh just uh just to have the internet. And guess what, man? <laughs> a lot of the time it all of them don't work. <laughs> at some point, one will work good, but there's times when none of them work at all. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to ask. Is is that because, you know, in certain areas, Verizon's better or is yeah. that, was that your ideal behind it? Yes. So like where I live, when I first moved here, AT&T was awesome. And I've had AT&T, geez, going back to like the 90s. Um, and so but when I first moved to this part of Florida where I live, AT&T was great. I had it before I moved here, but it was the only thing that worked in my house. Now it doesn't work so great. Verizon works better right here. And then in some places, T-Mobile is the way to go. So it's, yeah. like, it's like a weird kind of thing going on. Let me get to some super chats out there. And uh, by the way, you know, uh, yeah, I'm not seeing a ton of people out there right now. So I don't know. There must be a bunch of other live shows and things like that going on. But yeah, you guys can help us out. Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> But you guys out there can help us out by smashing the thumbs ups and sharing this with your friends and letting them know that we're live. If you're if you're actually watching us live, which you can do if people want to know, you can watch us live by going to YouTube slash Who Moved My Freedom podcast. If you ever want to watch us live and support us here, otherwise you can listen to it on audio or every place here all the time. So sometimes, especially if it's like a busy day and everyone is going live, folks will come and watch us later, and we appreciate that as well. Let me shout out Toxic Patch Company. Money, 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 money. Um, Toxic Patch <laughs> Company says, "Who told Hoff that Rich shaves his pubes?" What? <laughs> Someone was asking about this behind. Okay. Um, <laughs> is that too personal a question? First of all, Dan, I don't know, man. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> not. It's. <laughs> Not directed towards me, so I'm, I'm not. Worried. Oh, so yeah, you're not you're not worried yeah. about it. <laughs> it's whatever. Not worried. Yeah, if you're joining us because of Gun Doctor TV, let us know. Uh, Swamp Dog Armory says, "Yo, Gun Doctor in the house." So there you go. Okay, so I should probably answer this question from Toxic Patch Company. I have no idea. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm assuming that that's coming from another show. So I'm guessing, uh, Rich. Richard of BWE was on a show and talking about flying rich. I called them. He was yeah, he, uh, everywhere. Yeah, he was everywhere. Yeah, I called uh, them the he, two dicks. That's what I call them. <laughs> flying rich and then rich from BWE. So apparently uh, the Hoff as now, you know, um, this like, yeah, I've created some little monsters here. But so now he's he a part. He's known as the Hoff, like you're mentioning. And I guess he exposed Flying Rich for shaving his pubes, which 
personally, as a dude, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I've supported uh, Manscaped in the past, and if someone was asking me uh, for my Manscaped uh, code, which I think we still have. I think it's Hank 20 or something like that. Lolo. Yeah. Lolo will remind me. Nothing wrong with it. There you go. That's my thing. What do you think? Do you have an opinion on this? You it's know, America, baby. You know. To each his own. Yeah. All that matters is... To yourself and, hey, we're yeah. good. Yeah, you know, if your significant other wants you to be uh, streamlined, you know, <laughs> nothing wrong with it. If some people, like, I've got friends who uh, shave everything off because they, like, ride bicycles and stuff like that. Apparently, you know, it's very, pretty painful. And, you know, everyone's got their reasons. I'm not... I'm not being judgy, so I don't have any problem with that. I don't know what that conversation's about. Someone's gonna have to fill me. <laughs> Someone's gonna have to fill me in on that because I don't know. Uh, shout out to the Rogue Banshee. I haven't seen the Rogue Banshee here in a little bit. Uh, John Crump. Let me money, see. Money, 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 money. Give us money. Money. <laughs> John Crump says, "Hoff told us a secret. You told him about Rich." What? No. Uh-oh. Mm -mm. Um, I don't know where that comes from. So that uh, I'm going to have to get my lawyer on that one because, you know, I didn't drop the dime on Rich shaving his whatevers, <laughs> you know. So I don't know where that came from. We'll have to hear from uh, Richard of BWE of what's going on here or Flying Rich. But uh, Sounds like Crumpy sources. Yeah. I, really? I think Crumpy is just trying to be an investigative reporter and trying to get me to drop the dime. You know that that very well could be. Yeah, it's like You're when those prosecutors try to tell you, "Listen, if you plead guilty, you know, we'll, 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 you'll just go to prison for a couple of months. Yeah, not even yeah, not even the rapey kind of prison. We'll put you to a <laughs> low risk rapey prison. <laughs> so I'm not admitting to anything." <laughs> But I, you know, I haven't... We've talked about that stuff here. As I said be before, we've talked about it because at one point, you know, we were talking about Manscaped all the time. And yeah. I actually got some of the dudes out there. Um, so I have the Manscaped stuff. So you, you can read into that whatever you want to. Just imagine, just imagine a golden brown Hank Strange, you know, and... Using Manscaped, you can just imagine that. But I, I know that uh, that the uh, main dudes who are here on the show with me, uh, Babyface P and Walter, also have those. Do they use them? I don't know. Not my business. <laughs> you know. So. <laughs> um, I can see Walter streamlining. You know. Yeah, Walter. Walter shaves all the time, right? Like he sh he he won't grow a beard. Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to grow a beard for a long time. I don't know what my face looks like, so... Without a beard? Yeah. You've had that since how old? Um, I've had this probably since 2006-ish. Six? Okay. Weren't you... So were you a cop at the time? Did you have a beard like that as a cop? Uh, no, right after... Right after I... Yeah, you uh, broke up there. Yeah. I don't know. What did you say? You broke up. Right after... Yeah, my internet's like going crazy. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm not sure what's happening. I, I was wondering if it was me. You said right after you, you uh, got off the... out of the um, sheriff's office or something? Deputy? Okay. I don't know. 
It's either me or him with the internet. Let me see. Uh, are you there? Me. Oh, it's definitely you. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's see. We're getting more. We're getting more um, stuff coming in here. Swamp Dog says, "Was it you, Hank, or Babyface P that told about Flying Rich?" No. Um, and he said, "He said you or Babyface told him about Flying Rich shaves." Okay. <laughs> and then BWE Firearm says, "Crumpy show." Okay, imagine me for a second. Let me ask Patrick and Walter about this. Um, while I'm talking to you guys. But imagine me, and we're not, let's say we're not doing the show, right? Like, if we were doing the show, as you know, Daniel, I'll ask you about anything that pops in my brain. Absolutely. Yeah, so if we're doing the show and I'm like, hey, Daniel, you shave your pubes? We can, I'll never deny that. I say crazy and ask crazy. I mean, people want to know this about their favorite gun guys. <laughs> you know? I guess all the ladies out there that are fans of us want to know how should they imagine us? Well, according you know, to should they imagine us facts, like a like a like a hairy bear or like a sleek <laughs> seal, right? They want to know how should they imagine us. What are you gonna say? In between, I would think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, so I have no hair on my back. Like mm -hmm. my back is. No, you know, no hair. Why is that? Genetics. The front lightly carpeted. Okay. But you know, okay. sorry, ladies, I'm already taken. Okay. I know. I know. Your wife right now is like, I don't know what the hell. Oh, she never knows. She, <laughs> she, does she watch this? I don't know. I, I hope she's not. she's watching right now. I'm oh, sure. oh boy. Yeah. Okay, so at some point she's gonna chime in. Uh, I'm asking the guy. Uh, I'm asking Walter and Patrick. <laughs> Uh, if they told on some, because I think you know, I I don't know I don't know what BWE was talking about. I'm ready you know. for her. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, Walter's in there. He says zip or strip. I don't know what zip or strip. <laughs> what is that? Uh, Gorillas and Guns know. is out there too. So let's see. Toxic Patch Company gave us another two bucks. Hold on. He money, says money, 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 money. He says, and this is probably not appropriate for what we're talking about, but he says, I got Gundock beat by a few inches. He does. He sent me a picture last night. He really does. You guys? His beard. Oh, okay. His beard. It's, it's like <laughs> that much longer. Yeah. Walter's out there in the chat. You guys need to ask Walter. I guess Walter has nothing to do with this. He's not being accused. It's just me and Babyface <laughs> are being accused. Uh... You know, <laughs> uh, I'm telling Babyface just said WTF. <laughs> um, uh, I, just imagine me having a conversation with someone that's not on this show, and I'm like, oh, you know, so and so shaves his. Why would I? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> why? Why would I be having that conversation? Why would I be doing it? Um, We're Maybe you were uh, trying to push that Hank code. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, maybe. I, I don't know. That's possible. If you don't have a recording of me doing that, I'm not copping to it. That's it all I'm saying. Yeah, it didn't happen. Born to be a shooter, Josh says, I love uh, how someone mentions facial hair. The dude's got to rub their face. <laughs> now I can't rub my face. 
No. But I mean, I'm I don't have any. Uh, rub the face. I don't have that. I don't have any kind of uh, facial hair. So, um, sorry, Josh. So, I'm so uh, Gorillas and Guns has his own opinion. I'm just going to put it up here since we're talking about it um, on this whole thing. And let's see, BWE, who started this firestorm, probably just even making it up, for all we know. He says, Crump Show Live started fine, then went downhill from there. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Patrick says, this is a quote from Patrick. Quote, I don't need to know anything about another man's balls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that pretty much says it all right there. That's that's words of wisdom. Remember that for later, Daniel. That that, that is that is words of wisdom. <laughs> yeah, remember that later at the end of the show. Uh, and BWE says it started with Flying Rich's stripper pole uh, to his banana hammock, and then he was bald everywhere. Come ask me where I heard that from, and I told him it was you or Babyface P. No, don't bring us into your. No, no, sir. That's a violation to bring us in <laughs> to that conversation. <laughs> don't bring us in. Yeah, that's not even cool. If you're not here on the show, don't bring us into your conversation like that, man. Just take it on your own. You know about this on your own. This is between you and Flying Rich. Why you know why you know this about him? I don't even want to know this about Flying Rich. So Maybe the Hoff just knows everything. It's a possibility. I don't know. I don't know. So, and uh, LV Louis Cipher says this is this is getting to be TMI. Lola says, <laughs> I don't know what the HE double hockey sticks. <laughs> Lola, uh, I had nothing to do with this. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Uh, and, and Walter says he's been minding his own business. It wasn't Patrick. Patrick, it, I would... Okay, let me explain something to you. <laughs> Patrick is not having that discussion with anyone. How would Patrick even know? This is what I'm saying. Like, how I'm finding this out about Flying Rich right now. The only person I... The only people I expect to know this about Flying Rich is his woman, maybe Pebbles... R.I.P. Pebbles. Maybe Pebbles knows this. But the rest of us, we don't know this. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, and apparently BWE, because I guess those guys hang out like that. So, <laughs> um, so there you go. Okay, let's see. Um, then, I don't know what Flying Rich is saying about this. I'm shooting in just in time. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Yeah. Flying Rich obviously not wading into this conversation of whether or not... Uh, yeah, Vanessa Kitty says uh, stripper poles, question mark. Yeah, I was kind of curious about that myself. Is he like... Yeah. Um, is a dude supposed to do the stripper pole workout? I don't think so. No, that's not... Uh, that's definitely a violation of the band code. <laughs> it could be it could it could be something to do with landing planes and getting better at it. Oh, I okay. Maybe if he can't land a plane, I don't expect him to land properly off a stripper pole either. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to see. Uh, let's see here. So, 
And Vanessa Katie says, I missed 19 minutes of the show and walk into a convo on stripper poles. Uh, wait, oh, BFP is joining. Uh-oh. Since he's been accused. There we go. <laughs> BFP. We can't hear your audio. I didn't want to get thrown under the bus about. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah, apparently. What, what am I getting accused of over here? Yeah. Uh, so apparently um, there was a conversation on John Crump's show with BWE, and BWE revealed that Flying Rich uses, uh, like, shaves his business, his down-under business, and said okay. that he that he heard that from either me or you. No, you hear that shit from me. Yeah. What the? What the over there? Yeah, that has to be made up. I mean. Why? Why would we have a reason to have that discussion? And he said, "Yeah, no." He's saying right now in the chat. He says, "I just wanted to throw you guys under the bus. I figured Babyface P would know since he wants to show his brown starfish." I am no. We have talked about this. Forty-seven thousand dollars, and we'll show the brown starfish. No, no penny less. Wow. No penny less, because I need quad nods. This is look right here. Look, take okay. If I have forty-seven thousand dollars, I would pay you to not show your starfish. That'd be that'd be <laughs> even better. Then I don't have to show my anus to the yeah. internet, and I could still have my quads. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. John Crump money, says money, uh, money, money. nothing to do with money. planes. It was stripper poles. <laughs> Somebody has a stripper pole in their house. Apparently, flying rich. Who knows what Patrick is using the night vision for to spy on pretty ladies? Of yeah, course. Flying Rich is not even, by the way, not even addressing this subject. He's just <laughs> throwing random stuff out there. Listen, you can make whatever assumptions you want, is considering that Walter, Hank, and I both, all three of us, got that uh, lawnmower kit or whatever. The manscape thing. That's what I was saying. Manscape. Yeah, 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 that's right. Remember? So yeah, I mean, you can make whatever assumptions that way, but uh, but, I but men to don't. But men involved. don't know what other like no. men are doing. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, you could use that manscape thing for like under here. I don't know if anyone shaves the hair under their arms. Oh no, I don't want to get. That's weird. Well, that um, would be terrible. Oh. Yeah, no, I don't want to get itchy. No, I got, I, I got nice, fluffy, fluffy, soft hair. Yeah, so, I mean, but it's it's a personal kind of issue. I don't profess to know that about other dudes. No, no, I don't know. You know, but, uh, you know, I mean, Flying Rich, he's a strange bird. Is, is Flying Rich the strange bird or is BWE the strange bird in this situation for making shit up about another man's balls? <laughs> yeah, uh... Well, John Crump said he derailed two shows with that conversation. So yeah, I, I guess I guess they're going. I can for imagine a, that would happen. They're going for a trifecta. Let's see. Flying Red says, "All I know is I went to the supermarket to get food for dinner, and then I hear this." <laughs> Wait, this is playing. Are you walking around the supermarket with this playing out loud? Because that would I that'd be amazing. Oh my gosh! Yeah, this is not making, stuff. <laughs> making other people listen to this. <laughs> yeah, and Swamp Dog Armory says, I didn't see a stripper pole at the Frost. Maybe I wasn't in the right section. <laughs> I would believe that Flying Rich has a stripper pole. Like, put your hands up if you believe that Rich has a stripper pole in his house. Yeah, I believe that. I yes, see it. I believe I it. it. We're talking about a dude who wears flip-flops to the rain. Everywhere, actually. <laughs> I can't shoot Rich, on for that because I love flip-flops, too. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I see him flying in flip flops. That that would be okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, BWE says I didn't say he shaved. I said he was bald on both ends. <laughs> what does that even How would mean? You no. Know? Yeah, here's, I'm gonna bring up. I'm gonna bring up. Uh, 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 like words of wisdom for my sons, bruh, bruh, yeah, bruh. <laughs> bruh. <laughs> that's what my uh, so something like that. That's what my sons would say. That's uh, an appropriate comment. Yeah, it's yeah. an appropriate uh, exclamation for this. How do you know a dude is bald on both ends, and why is that even a conversation? <laughs> I mean, why is this? we're obviously is having, that? but. Yeah, I was just about to say, why is this happening? <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, Len Holt says, when you guys, when you, oh, what is this? When you girls go to powder your nose, we don't know what is said pal to pal. Okay. <laughs> Men go into the same bathroom at the same time, I think is the joke there. Yeah. I don't take, I don't take my, my, my guy pals to the bathroom with me. I can pee on my own thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Come on, Larry, let's take a whiz. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're like, ah, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I need some moral support. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta talk, you gotta talk me in, talk me in there. <laughs> um, uh, M Gabriel said, uh, he says, I nearly got thrown out of the vape shop for playing a chat on speaker. <laughs> I I can see that. Uh, okay, that's cool. That's cool. Everyone, if you get if you get thrown out from playing this live somewhere, that is bonus points here. Yes, you will get let a, us know. Pa- yeah, you'll get extra. We'll send you stuff. But it's got to be proven. Like I want yeah. video of you being thrown out of wherever. You know. <laughs> Like if you get arrested or something like that, it'll be extra extra points. Oh God! <laughs> you know, um, let's see. Uh, Richard Munder says Iran is now getting the U.S. night vision from the Taliban. If Babyface needs it, he could visit Iran. <laughs> Don't get me started. They're on PBS sevens, so it doesn't look like they have fourteens mm-hmm. yet, but that doesn't mean a whole lot. Oh, um, okay. they didn't get quads because if they got quads, I'd be flying over there right now picking up a. Picking up a, a good, a hecking good boy, uh, a pupper, and uh, some set of quads, but I don't even I know what that. the hell that all of that sounded weird to me. I don't, the you, the whole dog thing is still going on with the the Taliban now claiming uh, that they are going to be keeping those dogs to be to use against the uh, local citizens. So. Mm. But yeah, no. If they had quads, I'd be over there tomorrow picking me up a dog and a set of quads and bringing them home, and then you know securing my own bunker here. <laughs> right. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, someone. So I don't know if you know this, Daniel. Um, the other night, I don't know if you were on, if you were in the chat or not, but Patrick brought up at the. We were talking about Afghanistan, and at mm-hmm. the end of the thing, Patrick brings up that they're actually leaving the service dogs behind in cages. Yeah. So, and, so there's. Did, mm-hmm. Have you seen the update to it? There's been some updates there. Okay. What's the update? I have. Um, okay. You have. Okay. Yeah. So, so to update everybody, um, some of them did get home. Some of them have been flown home. I think like 45 of the 55 were brought back. There is another mm-hmm. group of service dogs that the person in charge of that last flight out told them, "Hey, take those crates out to the to the runway, open them up, and let them go." And that's it. Mm-hmm. Just let them let them go. Luck, that's better than that's better than leaving them. Than killing up them in, in a crate. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. Um, and then the, a couple of the servicemen took as much dog food as they can and, and cracked the bags open and put water out so they could at least survive. But the yeah. problem now is... So they you know, ordered them to not bring these dogs back to the States. They, or, this okay. person, I don't know the name of the person. I know okay. somebody that knows the name, but mm-hmm. don't know the name of whoever's in charge of that command. Mm-hmm. Uh, told them, yes, they're not coming back. They're not getting on the flight. Right. Go they release can, them into the... They'll get in release trouble. Release them out to the woods. Yeah. Um, so the Taliban, the, the worry that a lot of people had was, oh, the Taliban's going to just kill them. They're just going to you know, kill them all off. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out the Taliban is like, no, 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 we're paying. Whoever can round up these dogs for us, we're paying because now we have you know, $10,000 <laughs> bite dogs. They're now trained. They're already done. We did all the work. They're ready to bite people. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've got no problem with that. I'll be honest with you. Like, I don't have problems with the Taliban having the guns. Here's here's hear me out in what I'm trying to say here. The guns, you know, we always say that the guns aren't the problem, it's the people, right? So Absolutely. at the end of the day, we decided to leave these guns for people to get their hands on it. That's just the bottom line of that. That's just the bottom My, line of that. That's on us. Like this when yeah. you know, swords cut both ways. So you can you can make the most badass sword and it could chop your head you you the person who made it, it could chop your head off. So it's the same thing with the dogs. If the dogs wind up still being alive and they're used against us, we ask for that shit. Absolutely. You, you could have just brought those dogs back to the States and put up a sign and said, uh, you know, uh, you know, service dogs train in Afghanistan and people would have lined up and adopted those do you know, dogs. Do you know how many uh, police departments would have been happy to take on a fully trained bite dog? There's no training necessary. You don't need to do anything. The cop needs to come in build a rapport and the dog's ready to go or the yeah, bomb yeah. sniffing dogs those yeah. bomb sniffing dogs typically are they're not bite dogs they're friendly they're friendly breeds they're not made to bite people you can have that as a home pet yeah. um so yeah but they're all I, I, they're all well-bred uh, highly trained dogs yeah 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 they know how to sniff out cordite and, and bomb material and shit of course yeah yeah but you know um, so yeah, I no, mean, I, I'm not mad at the Taliban. They're they're doing. Uh, you put food out in front of a lion, it's gonna eat it. Like, of course. <laughs> yeah. I'm mad. I'm mad that my money. I've already paid for this shit. All of us have with our tax dollars, and now that mm-hmm. fucking MRAPs are getting getting used in a parade today. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So someone. So this is the thing. If you go back and look at that episode. You'll see someone uh, got mad at us because they were like, oh, this you guys don't give a crap about all the people getting left in Afghanistan, but you care about the dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I care about I care more about Americans and American stuff than a foreign party that I have no affiliation with. I'm sorry to say that. Yeah, but we talked about all the things. That's what I was trying to tell him. Like, we talk about all of this all the time. We care about all of it. I think it's messed up. I think it's messed up that there are all these people in Afghanistan that helped us and we and we left them back there to die. See, that's the problem because they will get killed. Yeah, they will. The interpreters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. absolutely agree with that. We should have brought our interpreters back. We made. We, there, there was a promise a made to them. Yeah. Yeah. We we sentenced those those men and women to death. Yeah, sure. and then and then there's this story here. Uh, let me see if I could pull it up. Hold on. So there's this story that's in Fox News. I haven't had a chance to run it down in other places, but um, we'll, we'll give Fox News news the benefit of the doubt. Man that rescued Biden in Afghanistan now pleads for rescue from the Taliban. Don't forget me and my family, quote unquote. 
13 years ago, he saved Biden. Now he's asking him to return the favor. I read through the article. Basically, this guy, um, known only here as Mohammed, was part of the team that helped ensure Joe Biden safety after their Black Hawk helicopter was forced to make an emergency landing during a snowstorm. So, like, there's a picture here, I think, of Biden and some other um, important people. I see John Kerry and this guy over here on the left looks familiar, but I can't remember his name. Let me see if it's in there. Um, so, anyway, this guy helped those guys back then, and now he's in a house somewhere in Afghanistan with no light and stuff like that. And he's pleading for Joe Biden to figure out a way to get him out of there. Um, and there's there's multiple other stories like that, so... I don't know what you. I don't know where Patrick went. What do you think about that? What do you think about that, Daniel? It's an atrocity. It really is because, like, like any service member will tell you, these men and women they stood beside Americans and they've been with us for over this twenty-year span that we've been there. And you might not understand that from an American point of view, but from over there, helping Americans is. It's a death sentence. Not only does it put you in danger, it puts your family in danger. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of big risks that they take. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that's true, you know. Um, but in a case like this, where we ask these people to help us for a long time, and we made promises to them, we just need to fulfill yes. those promises, you know. Absolutely. And, and I think line. definitely with this guy that played a role, and there's, and, you know, and other people there... Um, you know, these are the people that uh, deserve to be helped. Night Train said John Kerry, a.k.a. Lurch. So what do you think? Did you hear this story about uh, about this this uh, Fox News story? I'm talking about the guy who helped. Yeah, I, I, I didn't hear about that. But yeah, that uh, you help the enemy. I mean, I would expect the same thing. If, if mm -hmm. we were at war with somebody and I knew that my neighbor was giving intel to the enemy, I would absolutely expect the same thing. I want that person gone. Mm -hmm. But being that they're our ally, we should honor and bring them over. Yeah. They they deserve to be to be rescued. Uh, but mm -hmm. good luck. That's not going to happen. And, yeah. Um, Dan, what does you. this tell our what does huh? this tell our allies as far what as you people we have treaties with like mutual defense treaties and stuff like that? What's that tell? You're at the allies? mercy of politics, but this has happened before. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't this Osama's problem with us in the first place? Remember, like, we, we were training people to fight against the Russians, and then when the yeah. Cold War was over, we left their, them high and dry, and then they started hating us? Yeah. <laughs> it happened before. It like, what do you expect a lot of these people to do? If the Taliban comes in there and we're not helping them out, and they're putting guns to them, they're going to go, you know what? I hate Americans, too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so this is hey, once you get into this stuff, you have to th you have to think what's going to happen here. Um uh let's uh, Razor JB has an opinion here. He says, "Don't get me wrong, I understand all sides, but they didn't uh they didn't do it out of the goodness of their hearts uh for years. There's a lot of money involved. I know exactly what it's about when the money stops." So, it's true. Yeah. 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 Good job. I guess I got paid for it. Yeah. And he says a lot of time their culture kicks in. So ultimately, these are like we're messing in places in the world. There's always repercussions for that. Absolutely. So, uh, I'm gonna 
I'm gonna put it up to you guys. Should I? I? I just jumped in to defend myself. I can hang for the next hour and a half, or I can jump out. It's up to you guys. Oh, it's up to you. I'm I'm good with you okay. being here. Well, yeah. let, let me mean, mute yeah. myself and put in a food order, and then yeah. I will be back. Yeah, I mean, I understand how it is when a man gets accused of exposing another man's balls. Another man's balls. I know. I can't just <laughs> just go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> You know, that's serious accusations. Uh, Night Train says, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Uh, you know. Could be. And then BWE says, if any of the interpreters believe the U.S. government, they were stupid. The government won't even help our people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, Kevin Sazaraz says, we forget that America is a special country and our democracy does not work everywhere. No. No, it doesn't. It's a completely different mindset there. Yeah, where in the world is like America? <laughs> I can't think of a place, to be honest with you. No, no. So, um, and America itself is not like what everyone thinks, you know. There's some really, there's some bad places right here in America. There really is. Yeah, there's some places just as dangerous, you know, um, as would be over in Afghanistan. Lots of crazy things, uh, you know. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on out there. So, um, and there's, you know, there's people suffering in those places that have gotten left behind also. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, so I wonder what uh, Babyface is ordering. That's a good question. Yeah. Right now he's like, uh, yes, I'd like a side of balls. Not Harry. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to mess him up, but he's probably not listening to us. Yeah, he's probably um, not listening. Probably muted us. Yeah. Brian Quick says, uh, America is not a democracy. I, I know. I get it. We are Republic. a constitutional republic. I get that, Brian, but uh, yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. And uh, LV Louis Cipher says, Biden, biggest idiot Dems ever nominated. <laughs> Uh, so there you go. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, he, and, and LV Louis Cypher says there's places in Vegas I won't go after sunset without being armed to the teeth. Um, as if I was participating in the purge. Yeah. <laughs> there's places in Florida, man. Oh, man. There's some places in Florida you don't want to go to, sir. Yeah. You will absolutely. be asked out there. Nobody's coming to save you, rescue you, nothing. Uh, well, you're from Kentucky, so, I mean, you could tell us yeah. stories. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's plenty of places like that around here. Yeah. You go you go towards Hazard County and Pike County, mm -hmm. and you know someone buries you up in the hills there. No one's ever going to know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Ab absolutely. I don't know what man. I just I don't know what I just unmuted from, but yeah, <laughs> no, I I totally uh, we have a couple acres in the woods. <laughs> I haven't had to bury somebody. Yeah. And Razor JB says the culture of pain and violence along with the money I can see the Taliban numbers increasing and probably by a lot of folks that assisted Absolutely. us. Yeah. Uh well, China moved right in and Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, oh, uh that. so so you guys don't like the Americans either and you have a lot of rare earth metals. Yeah. Let's make friends. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's never going to come back to bite us. <laughs> that's mm. never coming back to bite us. Okay, let's I mean, see. Yeah, go ahead. That kind of puts you in that rock and a hard place thing, though. Do you do we continue shedding blood over there for who knows what reason? Or mm. do we... Do we continue 
I don't know who that is. That's got to be Devin. That's Devin joining us. Do, do we continue over there shedding blood because we want rare earth metals? Or do we fuck out of there and let China launch stuff further, you know? Yeah, we don't need. Yeah, we don't need the rare earth metals. He'll, he, Devin's trying to come in. He'll be. He'll be back. Uh, when you let, so let's. What's this? Kevin says yeah. this is what happens when you let China into the free market. Yeah, we can thank a certain president for that back in the day. Mm-hmm. That was before my time. So. Yeah. Um. Ulti- I mean, ultimately, I also, you know. I'm not saying I'm a fan of China. I don't blame China either. Like this is the no. way the world is. You you know hate yeah. the hate the game, not the player. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So they've got to keep us. They've got to keep the whole world in a state of confusion in order to get what they need out of the world. Yeah. We're the ones I, that go for the nonsense. I think controlling rare earth metals is a really important economic thing to have control of in the future because our microchips, our computer technology, all that stuff, the mm-hmm. batteries, the lithium, mm-hmm. all that comes from rare metals. Mm-hmm. It's it's like, uh, let's say, oil for the last 80 years. Exactly. I think rare, rare earth metals is going to be the next of that, um, as, especially as technology advances and everybody wants one of these stupid, let me turn the screen off, these stupid fucking things in their pocket all day, every day. Yeah, um, and China sees that because if you look at them, what they're doing in the world, they're going to these third world countries that have rich deposits of these metals, and they're bringing infrastructure, and they can't get like let me let me build your roads, let me get your water going. Oh, yeah. and can we dig all the rare earth metals? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, China. <clears throat> right now, China is big in the country I was born in, Guyana. And Guyana. Or what are they digging a- there? Guyana has a lot of natural resources. If you look up Guyana, there's gold. There's all kinds of minerals in the ground. It's uh, it's 75% Amazon. So I, there's oil off the shores. There's diamonds. I don't know. I can't be the only one that's realized this, but it took me up until, I don't know, a couple years ago to finally realize that Americans are no longer the market for everything. And I guess Disney was a good Disney was a good push in that direction when they started uh, kowtowing to uh, China. Yeah, for everything China related. NBA, mm-hmm. the NBA was another one. And that goes to show that we are no longer the target audience. We are no mm-hmm. longer what those companies worry about when it comes to marketing concerns. They mm-hmm. are more concerned with the Chinese populace because they outrank us by a shitload and they have money and they, they have communism. So they don't care about the average person. And there's a whole bunch of shit wrapped up in there. Yeah. And it's easy for them to break people. Yeah. Right? That's why, like, our athletes get broken because at the end of the day, that athlete is out there on his own. He's like, mm, I could lose a billion dollars, <laughs> you know, if I don't come out there. Yeah. The famous one that I saw. Um, oh, here we go. I think we got Devin. Hey, Devin, you you there? Can you hear it? Uh, I don't I think I'm hearing your audio. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So, sorry about the blender earlier. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was a vacuum. <laughs> no. Um, oh yeah, there was all kinds of things. People like that's a that's a toilet flushing. That's a someone making a <laughs> nah, smoothie. Nah, nah. <laughs> I actually, that might have been right. It might have been a smoothie. Yeah, 
Um, so yeah, what I was gonna say, the famous, the famous thing, just to I don't know to catch you up. We're talking about China. We we went from Afghanistan to China here, but the famous thing that I saw and I didn't see it till recently was the guy who apologized to China. John for, Cena. John Cena. Yeah. Um, because he said that Taiwan is a country. Not only did he, he apologize to China, he apologized in Mandarin. Yeah, he did. Could you imagine yeah. anybody 30, 40, 50 years ago speaking Mandarin to apologize to China? Wow. And it was like yeah. a smooth Mandarin, too. Like, he said yeah. like he's oh, yeah. definitely done Well that. rehearsed. Oh, well yeah. coached. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like they put him in a big tank and then just programmed the living daylights out of him. And he it's like was they like, had the Chinese AK right there. Yeah. 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 It's <laughs> <laughs> but guess what, though? Money. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what it is. Oh, you want your film shown here? Yeah. He doesn't want to lose that money. Um, Until, like, what, 10 years ago, China was an untapped market when it came to Western stuff. Now we're yeah. billions upon billions of dollars that they can make in for a long talks. time. For a long time, China's been like that. So mm-hmm. uh, let's talk about this jazz music, just real quick. I have a friend that's a jazz musician. Um, his name is uh, Eric Wyatt, and he uh, is a, a jazz saxophonist, and he is amazing. Like he could do circular breathing. I remember impressing. This is one of the ways. Like everyone's always wondering how I won Lola over. And one of the reasons is Lola was a college student and I took her out to a to a nightclub that he was playing in in Brooklyn and he came up and like serenaded her and all that and she was amazed cuz you know I knew the the the, Your the culture. Head, yeah I knew the headliner of the show and all that kind of stuff and he could <laughs> he could play he could like breathe and re- like you know breathe while he's playing a note And let me tell you something people in America don't know who he is he's been going to China for years Yeah where the money is yeah he's been going to china for years so um that's just you know we're we're seeing the results of stuff like that now i don't blame anyone for it i don't blame him for it he could be an amazing jazz musician in america will be broke without other countries and that's like shameful yeah (laughs) it's shameful i always used to tell him why why are you even here like he would come back to brooklyn because he missed brooklyn i'm like dude (laughs) You need to just post up outside of America and get your money, you know? So, um, you know, it's it's interesting. It's interesting to see that kind of stuff. Uh, Toxic Patch Company says you can't see John Cena's communism. (laughs) Um, By the way, so Toxic Patch, before we get into why Devin is here, uh, let me just show this because Toxic Patch Company sent me this. I guess he's working on a patch, so I will share it with you guys. Uh, it's actually pretty funny. Let's see. We'll share it here. <laughs> Hank Strange's Big Girl Panties Emporium written on the side of a van for people who are listening in audio. And then it looks like he's got like a he's got a picture of it like down by the, the railroad track. This looks like an elevated train right there. Where is this train? Is that Brooklyn somewhere? I don't know. Anyway. I was going to say that was in New York. Yeah. <laughs> So there you go. That's funny. I thought that's funny. All right. Yeah. So you guys can let me know what you think about that. I guess that's a uh, patch that's getting worked on here. Where's the music coming from? I don't, I don't know. Devin, are you uh, playing music? Is that me? Oh, uh, no, I'm not. I, it's not me, but yeah, it, it's me, but it's not me. 
Yeah. Oh, gotcha. is someone, yeah. someone loud? Somebody's in the yeah. background. I know you oh, live man. in Atlanta now. Is there like a club downstairs of where you're living or something? <laughs> no, it's a musician in the next room. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, awesome. Okay, so listen, we've got Devin here, Trenchwork Chronicles, right? You guys have seen him here. My apologies the about the lateness too, man. No, it's cool. I really tried to be on time with stuff, and I don't know why I didn't think of going later. But yeah, my bad. No, it's cool, man. So, so basically, you're here to talk about uh, the Solutionary Summit 2021 yes. Solutionary is happening Summit in Miami this weekend with Mosh. Yep. What's up? Yep. Uh, everything Solutionary Summit 2021. Um, this year is bigger, way bigger than last year, which is crazy because last year was a real success. But um, I guess from the beginning, this is our version of conventions and summits and events that you know we thought that we could do better than everybody else, so mm -hmm. we decided to do it. Um, last year we hosted the inaugural one in Atlanta. It was a really good turnout. Uh, this year, it's even like I said, it's even better. But this year, we're going to Miami. Um, it's three days instead of one day. There's yacht parties. Um, we have panels. We got speakers. We got really everything. Um, and honestly, just like Maj has always tried to embody, it's um, it's uh, event full of solutions. That's really what it is. Everybody on the panels are pretty straightforward um uncut people so it could get a little bit testy on stage but you know that's what mm -hmm. needs to happen sometimes okay um yeah yeah do you have any questions specifically about it like yeah do you guys have questions patrick uh daniel i'll let you guys go if you got questions about the no. summit here um yeah. the only thing the thing that popped into mind is you said yachts I'm like, what? Yeah. Yachts yeah. in Miami. What could go wrong? Yeah, you know, boats and hoes, baby. But nah. Um, Lots of so stuff. We, that could get crazy. We just wanted to, um, we just wanted to give the people that are supporting us and purchasing thousand dollar tickets with us, you know, a good, mm. a good event. So yes, they're getting a yacht party. And on top of the yacht party, while, well, before the yacht party, there's a firearms class that's going to be on the yacht. And hmm. um, that was really Maja's doing. Um, Akil from Taylor Defense, I'm pretty sure he's the one teaching that class. So nice. they get a yacht with a green beret, teaching them guns, and then a yacht party. So we really just wanted to make sure people who are going to spend $1,000 with this got everything that they deserved. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think mm -hmm. we did a pretty good job of that. Um, but yeah, this year's theme is pretty much hip-hop and politics. Okay. Um, we're really going to start auditing and, you know, holding people's feet to the fire that need their feet held to the fire. Whether it's people who stick to a script when it comes to being a politician or a commentator, people, organizations that maybe, you know, mm -hmm. need some correcting as well. <clears throat> like it's um, not to say this is like an event of confrontation or anything but you know how it goes we don't mm -hmm. cut any we don't cut any punches for anybody so yeah okay. we're just going so, to be there running it so you're uh, i mean what i'm getting from that is like the the idea of just giving the same old canned message over and over again but not really accomplishing anything or not really trying to dig into um things that are out there is is what maj 
you know, and, and this whole thing is looking to uh, push back against, right? Does that make sense? Hundred percent, hundred percent. We um, the way it even started, right? Me and Maj were going back and forth with uh, some of the more popular uh, mouthpieces of the Republican Party and letting them know that their rhetoric and that their strategies are not only not working, they're counterproductive for the agenda that they're trying to push. And when we started going back and forth with them over certain issues, we just asked them if they wanted to debate. They didn't want to debate. And well, their their initial reason was that we couldn't find a spot in the middle of the lockdowns. We found a spot in the middle of Atlanta. We held the, We told them they didn't show up. So mm-hmm. when we didn't get any confirmation about the debate, we were like, well, this is still a perfect opportunity to present other people and shine light on the people that deserve to be highlighted mm-hmm. anyway so okay. we started with the firearm safety class in the beginning i'm pretty sure that's going to be a continuous thing like we're always going to offer the firearms portion in the beginning but we started with a firearms portion then we went to community outreach um and then a couple more political more politically structured panels okay. this year it is still youth and community outreach uh economics crypto and investments hip hop and politics. And then uh, Angela Stanton has a real talk to her panel that she's going to be hosting. And um, every panel, even from last year, is stacked. And okay. I think it's going to be amazing. So let, let's get into some of this stuff. Just since we're here, we got a panel. You know, we got a panel let's of do dudes. We, yeah, we got some diversity going on here. Um, yeah. You know, we've got we've got someone from Kentucky. We've got like a Cuban dude. That's that's babyface P. We'll explain that later, you know. We're, but I think we're we're like a, a good cross section here. You, I'm gonna start. I don't know where the guys want to start. I'm gonna start with crypto. You mentioned crypto. Um, who's gonna be there talking about crypto? Uh, my boy Option Gang Carl. He also hosts a podcast called um, It's Crypto God. Mm-hmm. So he's been somebody who's been big on uh, stocks, bonds, and crypto for forever. And um, okay. <laughs> he's a pretty entertaining guy. He probably he's the one that really stole the stage last year. But it'll be him, and then um, Boyce Watkins. He'll be talking about cryptocurrency and investment and everything okay. that he's been doing with it. Okay. And then we have another lady named Lauren Miller. She's mm-hmm. not really into the crypto, but she's into the uh, real estate investing and knowing really what to do with your money. Okay, because we had a guy um, on yesterday, Rob McNeely from uh, Tusk Firearms Crypto, and we were talking yeah, about Rob. crypto. Yeah. yeah, I think he I was Rob. trying to. I think he was trying to get into the to the uh, summit. Maybe I don't know if that all worked out or didn't work out or whatever. But I thought that would be that would be a good thing because that is a firearms uh friendly crypto that's out there i thought that you know that would be a good way to go with that so maybe in the future we can actually work something like that out and make it yeah happen. we spoke we spoke to rob um maj, oh, me and maj actually spoke to rob um, okay i don't know why but yeah we'll get okay. it done eventually yeah 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 or you know i mean it, Listen, things don't work out sometimes for different reasons, timing and stuff like that. We it would be a great conversation to have here because I think for as someone who started uh, a crypto, the founder of a crypto, that would be a great person to pick his mind, um, you know, and even sure. find out like the questions that people have for him outside of us. 
Um, right. You know, what other issues? So, Patrick, uh, Daniel, what other... Because I know that Devin was talking about, you know, some of the, like, talking points that everyone's going at. Can you guys think of talking points that you always hear that frustrates you? I know that... Um, some of we've talked about some of these things in the past. <clears throat> um, I'm sure there are plenty. I, I can't think of any offhand. I just it okay. brings to mind. It, it brings to mind. Uh, remember Keith Perry, local representative here. His yes. fucking retard talking points. He was on the news the other <laughs> night. Mm-hmm. Um, he was on the news the other night <clears throat> defending the lawsuit that uh, city workers here in Gainesville filed. I don't know if you saw that, Hank. No. Angel City employees filed a lawsuit against the city for mandating a vaccine. Okay, and that's it turned, a good thing. It turns, yeah, I know. It turns out if uh, they actually go through with this, m- most of them said that, well, screw it, I'm going to either retire or quit, and we'll actually not have enough people to run the municipality, run the city. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, uh, Keith Perry was on defending them, and I was just yelling the whole time because he's one of those do nothing <laughs> talking point. And, and Marley yeah. was just laughing because I'm sitting there yelling at my phone watching this video because yeah. he's so frustrating. Yeah. So, so just to bring everyone else up to speed, uh, Keith Perry is like a, a local, like a Florida state representative. And one of the main people responsible, and he's in our area, main people responsible for the gun control we have in Florida. You know? Yes. Oh, wow. So... Um, Oh, but if and you he's don't a Republican. vote me in, a Democrat, a Democrat's going to win. You better vote me in instead of a Democrat. Yeah, they're even worse. Imagine what they would do if they were in charge. Right. Now he's this a, he's is, a do nothing. Yeah, this is what he this is what he told us. Um, you know, when we were giving him a piece of our mind about the fact that, like, for now, now here in Florida, you have to be twenty one to buy a firearm. You know, so. Yeah. Um, this is didn't a, that happen right after Parkland? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's exactly what it was. That. Yep. Yep. So, that. so everything's controlled here pretty much by Republicans in Florida. So after Parkland, a lot of pressure was put on them. I think the NRA didn't put enough counter pressure or give these guys enough backbone, or maybe even stepped out of the way to let them do things. For that's what happened. Yeah, for all we know. Um, and they went and put a bunch of gun control into effect here in Florida. Um, and yeah, it's it's a frustrating thing. I actually uh, ran into him not too long ago in I person. That gun control just right up yeah. his ass. <laughs> <But> it was <laughs> funny. Like, I saw him, a friend of mine was telling me, oh, yeah, I know this guy, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, yeah. I, oh, I know yeah, that, do you know? I've heard of that guy too. And then we actually ran into each other. <laughs> And we had this wow. conversation. I was like, listen, man, you know, I really don't like the fact that we have gun control here. And I think something could be done about it. And he told me something that he told us the last time, you know, when I brought up the age, like you have to be 21. And he brought up the fact that he could buy something for his daughter and give it to her. And I was like, I, I don't care. That has yeah. nothing to do with them yeah. buying to themselves. Yeah. There's lots of women who are single his, mothers and, and just uh, his uh, other argument like young was, women that don't have a parent to buy them stuff here in yeah, Florida. Yeah. yeah. His other argument was, well, you can't drink until you're 21. It's like, I don't find that. What does that have to do anything? Because yeah. the, the federal government and, and Mother's Demand Action or whatever dangles money over your nose doesn't mean you need a count. You, you don't need to follow it. Yeah. Because, I mean, the, the, there's no federal 21 year old age limit. You can be in the we brought up the fact you could be in the army <laughs> at 18 and die for your country. But I think they put in an exemption. But he told us that he doesn't even think people should be able to vote until they're 21. 
He was talking like, well, you you know, brain what? anatomy doesn't fully evolve yeah. until you're like 24. It's like, oh, okay, is that the new is that the new <laughs> adulthood? Is 24? Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, if wow. that's the case, then you shouldn't be tried as an adult in Florida until you're that age either. Uh, you guys are Republican. Yes. Oh, quote unquote. Yes. Yeah, right. He is a Republican, and people believe that he's like a truly conservative, constitutional no, Republican, he's, he's and he believes joke. that, too. He believes oh, that, Oh, he too. does, too. Yeah, he believes his own bullshit. He's a total joke. So <laughs> this is the problem, and I think this is what Devin was talking about, that we have even on what people would consider our side, right? Like, we have these Republicans oh, yeah. that are far removed from the reality of stuff that's going on. People, 100%. People, I guess, need to realize that Politicians aren't on anybody's side other than their own. I'm just, just going to say. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Thomas giving Sowell, them the most money. That's whose side they're on at the mm -hmm. moment. Thomas Sowell always says, uh, we always have to remember that the government has its own self-interest. And yeah. yeah, they're not operating in our best interest because they're their own entity yeah. now. People That's, really think that they're a public service, and it's not at this point. They're controlling everything. If, if that's uh, for anybody out there that works for a corporation, a, a bigger, a larger company, not just a mom and pop, something mm -hmm. I try to remind people is HR is not mm -hmm. your friend. They're not there to help you. They're there to protect exactly. the company. It's the same yeah. with the government. They're not your friend. They're not there to help you. They're here to protect their own interests. That's exactly. It. Yeah. And well, <laughs> and, and also when we talk about the government, we're kind of talking about two things. There's kind of the institution and the buildings and all that, and then there's the particular people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, and then this is one, and I'm I'm not trying to defend either one of them, you know. I think they're they're both bad, but this is a big problem. That we, the biggest problem we have is the people who are behind these things, and them being so removed from everyone else that they're making laws that people have to live by. And I'm always telling people this: these guys are creating laws that are going to put regular people in prison. And they Absolutely. can't see it because they're not regular people. So there's not a part of their brain like, I'm going to somehow suffer from this. Exactly. You know? So I think I think that's one of the big things there. Can you, uh, is there like a particular example, Devin? Or go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to ask you guys because I actually mm -hmm. had this conversation on Twitter last week. Mm -hmm. Do you guys think that America is reaching a point of no return where like we're almost unsalvageable? Yes. That's what I've heard. And I know a lot of my smarter friends have said they essentially think America's going to fracture into, you know, regions. Um, I'm going to let someone um, else answer before I do, because obviously I could run my mouth on if, it. If, if we're not there yet, we are very, very close to the tipping point. Um, we have people yeah. we have people now that are. Uh, I mean, so the government has turned us against our, each other so much now that if you are vaccinated or unvaccinated, you typically have some opinion on it. People who, for whatever reason, decide not to get a vaccine are now the enemy of vaccinated people. It's insanity what, what the government is turning people into. So, yeah, I, we're, if we're not there yet, we're very. Yeah, but also the people who do get a vaccine are the enemies of the vaccinated. Right. I'm, I'm just I'm just trying to say that this goes both ways. It's crazy. Like what I believe in is freedom. You want to get that vaccine? Do it. You do what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Do whatever you, you don't want to get it. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, to me, the truth is I, I believe that there is a truth. Right. There's a cold, hard truth that exists. But the truth is always in flux or running away from us. And people are always trying to bend the truth, you know, to work for them. Right. 
Um, yeah. A lot of us have like confirmation bias, so the the weird it's not so it, it's like you know w there used to be a time when it was okay for people to disagree, it, but it's that no time longer. Yeah, that time has gone. <laughs> it's no longer a thing. Yeah, if you're if you disagree, you're an enemy of the state. Yeah. You're enemy oh, of yeah. whoever you're yeah. disagreeing yeah. with. Yeah, that that's dangerous thinking. Yeah. How long do you guys think <laughs> we've been on watch lists? When do you uh, think you initially got on the watch list? Since a the lot. Act, I was just about to say the Patriot Act. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Best legislation uh, to be ever wow. be put in the Patriot Act. You know, spying on American citizens. Wonderful thing. Patriotic. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think just the nature of social media. It's why. So like we're all participating in social media right now, and we oh, participate yeah. it in it in yeah. a lot of different ways and it's why there's folks, the watch list thing. yeah it's there's there's a lot of people out there that just don't do it at all so they're not watching they're not listening or whatever but any of us watching and listening we are definitely telling on ourselves and just the act of that for sure i, I cannot argue puts us on the list i i made a joke the other day and i deleted it quickly because i i don't want it to i didn't know if i am how serious i am about it but i posted like really quickly to my uh, youtube community page that if I hit 100,000 subscribers, I'm going to pull a, a Dugan Ashley mm -hmm. um, Carnicon and just, just disappear. You'll never, people will never see. I'll just, I'm going to go invisible. <laughs> I'm going to groove my, all of my social medias. I'm just gone. Oh, and it yeah. would be awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to not have to deal with people would probably be awesome. But I don't know if I can um, actually do that. Yeah. Too much of a attention more. Let me, uh, <laughs> you're thinking what was, that was what I was thinking, but I'm not, not yeah. thinking that specifically about you. All of us. Um, so yeah. here, we got a super chat money, from money, Walther. Money, money. This is from uh, Walther <laughs> P380. He says, um, let me put this back up here. My D-Day vet father took us to the beaches. He stormed with troops. He trained in boot, boot camp. This is not the country he fought for. Uh, turning in his grave. That's a that's a comment there. Yeah. Um, you know, I think societies decay, right? The weird thing yeah. that's happening in America is that we a lot of societies that we see around the world decaying. It took them way more hundreds of years than America has been around. In some cases, thousands of years for those societies to start to decay. It's kind of weird. We're getting there fast. You know, yes. we're we're doing this quick burn to get there, and maybe it's because of the uniqueness that we were talking about in American society that there's really not a lot of places left on the face of the planet that are so free, and it's kind of like woven into the structure of America. So in order to undo that and make like a one-world planet, you got to burn that stuff down really fast, and I think that's... To answer your question, Devin, in my opinion, I think that's what's happening. Okay. That I like that. I like that. Yeah. I think a lot of those things have to get burned down. I don't know where that goes eventually. I don't know how many people actually, like, stand up and fight for freedom. But I don't have a lot of faith in people because the go governments in other places just pay off their people. And that's what, yeah. pa that's what pacifies everyone. And I think that's highly likely to happen here in America. Yeah, People, but like you said, it's so ingrained in Americans, mm -hmm. uh, at least in some regions. Mm -hmm. uh, where, I, where I'm from, we are some of the most freedom-loving people you ever meet in this area. And I have seen some change with the whole 
coof uh, thing going on. I've seen some changes as far as that goes, and mm-hmm. it really shows a, a person's It's amazing character. how how, mm-hmm. how quickly people have changed via uh, something that I, I can't speak to medical science, but it has not affected me a whole lot, and I'm not super concerned with dying of it, and it's just amazing how quickly that has changed. People have gone nuts in a year, two years. It's just the, it's the constant propaganda. It's the constant yeah. fear mongering. It's it's medical tyranny at its finest. It's yeah. it, people cannot the, the whole train wreck syndrome. People cannot turn off the news. People yeah. just need it. If, if people turned off the TV for a week, holy crap, the world would get better. Instead. So I what have, I have been unplugged from the news from any kind of real TV for years. Like yeah, yeah me too. Yeah, 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 I don't look. Yeah, I don't look it's at amazing. The, the news like it, it, that. I read I the news and research what I'm interested in. I yeah. don't know if you guys have seen the same thing, but the, the most interesting thing that I found is growing up as a kid in the 90s, um, I, you, you just your typical kid, you fall for the whole, uh, here's what you want. I'm going to show you toys on TV. This is what you're going to want. We, we want you to want this, so you're going to ask your parents for it, so they'll buy it. Mm-hmm. Since yeah. I turned off... Since I turned off cable, we got rid of t- the, the cable and everything. I found, and this is going back, I started without cable in college, beginning of college. But I found, I was like, I, I don't want for things anymore. I don't want for useless garbage any longer. Like, yep. the things that I end up buying for myself is because I truly want it, not because somebody told me I want it. Yeah. yeah. Also, you can't look, it's like, I can't look at ads easily anymore. Oh, so- God, it's propaganda is all yeah i can't look at cable tv even hulu i guess you have to pay a lot of money to get hulu (laughs) where you don't have ads but i can't stand it i don't like it if amazon prime which i pay for shows me ads i'm like what the hell are you showing me an ad damn yeah same boat same boat and and the problem now with advertising or not even just with advertising but with with media in general is it it goes back to the whole matrix analogy of of taking the red pill you're like Mm -hmm. all i see nowadays is propaganda everywhere that's it all i can see anywhere anymore is buy this do this we want you to do this well so i remember coming here in the 80s and you know um in that time we've gone through so many things that to list it here so there's been like bird flu mad cow disease um all kinds of different things right that we've gone through that that would fall in this same category and no one freaked out like this. We're falling in a the crazy actual thing. deadly category. Huh? Or falling in an actual deadly category. Like an yeah. actual <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, there was a, there's been Ebola, there's been all these kinds of things, and there was nothing that the government even thought <sighs> like we are gonna mandate the shit out of this and you have no choice. But to get, you know, but and, this, and then, it's happening here and it's off of a flu. Yes, it's a viru- uh, extra virulent version of that flu, but it's here to stay. That's forever. It's never, we're at a, we're at like, a, we're at the third or fourth uh, version of it at this point. The, my first the thing, thought immediately when the right. government started passing down all this stuff and started pushing really hard, mm-hmm. the government doesn't care about us. Why mm-hmm. are they doing that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There, there has to be an all. There has to be a goal. So mm-hmm. I was immediately distrusting. So, yeah, yeah. The thing Go that ahead, surprised me, mm-hmm. the, just the thing that surprised me so much about all of this is how quickly. And, and I guess I shouldn't have been surprised, but how quickly people will turn on each other, and how people are desperate to to one rule over each other. 
somebody always wants to be on top and, and rule over you and tell you what to do with your life. Um, but they, there are people out there that want big government to rule over their neighbors so desperately. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the right, you're in the wrong, and I think the government should come tell you that you're in the wrong. You know? Yeah. That was crazy how quickly that turned on. It's crazy to think. So if we look at – so we're, this thing that we're going through is medical related. If you look at people that are in the medical field, a lot of them don't want to get the vaccine and they're being mm-hmm. forced to. Yeah. They've been forced to get it. You know, um, like I've told you guys, Lola basically was pushed into that because where she works, they were like, if you don't do it after – they've been trying to do it to her for over a year. And then now mm-hmm. they're like, if you don't do it, we're going to put this t- this uh, on your badge. We're going to put something that says you don't have it, and then we're going to test you three to five times a week. <laughs> you know? So this is the pressure that's been put on that. If you've got people in the medical field saying, I, I don't want to do this – we, we're living in a country where the, the, they're like, no, we're going to find a way to force you to do this. And it's right. scary to think about that. And then if you think about this, so you have people like Bill Gates and all of that pushing people to do it. People we know that believe in population control, people that we know who are fighting for abortion, for example, right, are pushing this. Why? If, if this thing is so if this thing is so deadly and you could just go get the vaccine and protect yourself from it, why would you push everyone to get it if you believe in population control? Why wouldn't you just go let these people die and we'll if, make the um, world a better place? If people want to do some, way of looking at it, Hank. If people want to do some very interesting reading out there, look at um, Bill Gates, uh, the Rockefellers, some of these big names that everybody's aware of and their ties to eugenics. Uh, it may not be oh, immediate. Yeah. It may not yeah. be current. The current person may not talk about it, but I guarantee their father or grandfather was a big proponent of it. I can almost yep. guarantee it. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, hundred percent. But why not just let it roll? If there, if if this is a way to get rid of a bunch of people, why not just let it roll? Right, because the vaccine's the way to get rid of people. But why? I think that I think the Delta variant was nothing more than a side effect of the actual vaccine. That's a discussion me and my wife's been having recently. Because uh, wasn't, like, wasn't it like 73% or something of people who caught the Delta were vaccinated people? Were vaccinated, yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what the stats were here. I know we were hearing stats from Europe at the beginning of it that at least 60% of the vaccinated were, were getting yeah. the Delta, yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Something else for other yeah. people to go look up if you want. Look up, uh, look up leaky vaccine and Merrick's disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a disease mm-hmm. for chickens, and um, it will scare you. It's a very interesting read if you learn about leaky vaccines and Merrick's disease, and non-sterilizing vaccines especially, mm-hmm. uh, and Merrick's disease. Go give that a read, and you can put whatever you want. Uh, here's what I think it's ultimately all about, if you ask me, at the end of the day. And the, like, I've already said this about the truth. We don't know the truth. The government doesn't know the truth. Uh, Republicans, Democrats, people on this side, that side, no one knows the truth. A lot of this is about fear. Yep. Fear. And its effect on human beings. Okay? Um, so one of the things that Lola has told me, for example, and it sounds crazy... But there are people who will go get the vaccine, whether it's one shot or two shots. And because of the way everything works here in Florida, um, like that's not necessarily being tracked in the way that we think. So they'll go get it one place and then they'll go another place and get it all over again. Then yeah. they'll go and somewhere they'll get a else. Different one. Yeah. So in they'll other get, words, they're get getting the Pfizer, like, then they'll get the Moderna, then they'll try yeah. to get the Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. And then they think that that's safe. 
Yeah. That's fear. That's fear acting on you. What? Yes. Yeah. That's oh, yeah, that's it's, it's fear makes you irrational and irrational people can are highly susceptible to suggestion and control. Absolutely. There was an article um I, I don't I think it was in the Atlantic uh, from a couple weeks back about people who were doing uh what were they calling it? Vaccine basically that is what they were doing. Mm. They were going Hot place to place to place to try to get multiple doses to try to get all of them, and they're saying, "Oh, I feel so much better now that I'm covered by all of them." <laughs> You're making it's, yourself it's, sick. This vaccination it's just it's logic growing. tells you that, yeah, Whoa. the disease is inside of the vaccine. Wow! If you're that going and get, getting it multiple places, you are creating a weird breeding ground inside of yourself for this thing to mutate. Yes, <laughs> gentlemen. Dinner has arrived. Okay. Now that we have a, Uh-oh. now that you guys have a quorum, and we're not talking about another man's balls, I am gonna go eat dinner with Mark. Oh, okay. that's where you, you leave. I gotta go. Oh, uh, uh, tropical smoothie cafe. That's what we're having for dinner tonight. Oh. Smoothies and sandwiches. Yeah. Oh. Try to okay. eat healthy. We had Chinese food for dinner last night, and I feel like ass, so I wanted something like somewhat <laughs> healthy today. So. Oh yeah. Sure. Go dinner. All right. The jerk yeah. chicken bowl at tropical smoothie is the best. I will try that. I've not had their bowls. We typically do. Marley does a flatbread, and I'm trying a sandwich tonight. So, all right, Gentlemen, there you go. All pleasure. right, thanks, Patrick. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't don't even like let your mind wander on what that was about, Devin. Uh, because it's better for us not to. It's better for us not to go there, man. It is. <laughs> we really, really, really don't want to go there. Um, I'm good. But yeah, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I think this is a weird thing happening to the world, and and I, yeah. I think we'll find out where people are really at because the question is how far can they push this? So when people have done multiple versions of the vaccine, people have gotten boosters and done this. Like at what point do people go? Oh, wait a second! We've done everything you said. We've done everything right. you said, and this is still a threat. What the what the actual fuck is going on? Do we actually right. get to that pitchfork and torches moment in America where the majority of the people push back? Or do the majority of the people just capitulate and go, you just tell us, masters, what should we do? I mean, Germany happened in World War II. So mm-hmm. I think that's a prime example of humanity's resolve when it comes to things mm-hmm. like this. Yeah. Well, this all goes back right into what we were talking about before, how entertainment controls the media yes. and controls our outlets. If, if people could pay attention to what's going on in Australia, maybe they'd be <laughs> like, oh, shit, maybe we don't want to look like that. But right. everybody's so wrapped up in TikTok, reality TV shows, and their social media pages. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get back to myself now. That'll never happen. We live in that'll never happen here, Land. Yeah, and it's denial. happening here. It's yeah, denial absolutely. because if you if so, if you think about this to, to its logical conclusion, it's easy for us because of what we do and what we think about. We're kind of in the vein of being prepared and thinking through what would happen with things. Right. Yeah. But but everyone thinks this way. And a lot of people realize that if we push back against the government and we say something about this, we'll have to fight. And if we have to fight, we'll, it'll be uncomfortable. You know, yeah. it's not guaranteed that you can have your phone or your games to play or, yep. you know, or your free money or whatever it is. It's not guaranteed once you do that. It's better to just get along with the go along and just do what these guys are saying and then, you know, hope for the best. So that's just yeah. what I think that's just psychology of, of people and why um, people are not standing up and and 
you know, fighting back right now. Yeah, I agree. I think we've done, we've done a, it, again, it's all, it all stems from the entertainment. It, really, I can't even say entertainment. It stems from our major and the most uh, prominent influences. Like, they're, I know, because I work with kids now. I know kids that are engulfed in their video games, right? Mm-hmm. But their yes. parents are so involved in their lives that it's not as effective. Like the parent isn't allowing the game to influence the child to the point where they're developing some complex or something like mm-hmm. that to where it's being, um, you know, negative in the kid's life. Mm-hmm. So like if, if parents and people really decide to take control and take responsibility for their insecurities and started mastering their insecurities, they wouldn't be so quick to jump on a bandwagon with the masses even if they know for a fact that the masses are wrong. And I think that's what we're seeing right now. Like, I feel like people know that they're wrong, but so many people are saying the wrong shit that they're just gonna go with it. And right. that's the one thing I could never get down with. Like, even at the, my, I think I figured it out at like the age of 12. If something doesn't make sense, ask. And if mm-hmm. you get in trouble for asking, there's a reason why you're getting in trouble for asking. Mm-hmm. Sorry for the rant. No, no, that's not no, a- that, spot on. Yeah, not a problem at all, man. It, it's, um, I don't know. I think that we just have to, we kind of have to like sit back and, and I know this sounds weird because there's people like, oh, you got to fight back. You cannot, um, this level of zombieism, you cannot actually push back against. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just have we to are, say that. Yeah. You have to no, like actually sit back and watch what happens. A lot of my friends, when I started getting into guns, a lot of my friends would be like, what you getting ready for, the zombie apocalypse? I'm like, dog, we're already in the zombie apocalypse. The <laughs> fact that you said that means that you don't understand what's really going on in this country. And yeah, to me, it's only a matter of times. I remember Maj and I think some other pro-gun libertarian said it. But they're like, man, mm-hmm. I believe we are just all playing nice until bullets start flying because mm-hmm. the, the artificial people and the disingenuousness is it's going to come yeah. to a peak and the the bubble's going to burst eventually and eventually it will yeah yeah i agree with that i think a lot of times um the the strategy with things like this when you're on the precipice of this kind of stuff you just have to be ready you have to try to right. this is my opinion right and people can take it however they want to take it but i think it's prudent to really stand back and observe be ready all right. Mm-hmm. Be ready to defend yourself, but you have to stand back and observe because what can you do on your own other than defend yourself? Right. You know, your neighbors have to come to the same conclusion as you for you all to get together and then defend your neighborhoods, you know, right, right. and then the people in your state, the majority of those people have to come to the same conclusion as you for your state to get together and go, ah, nope, we're stopping that shit right here. You know, and then ultimately for the country, the whole country has to come there. And for this planet, this world that we live on, people have to come to the conclusion that freedom is more important and true freedom is dangerous. You know, people yeah. people being free means they could they, they can make their own choices, you know, or the right choices is up to them. They've got to follow it through and see where it goes. Absolutely. And suffer. The idea that you protect people from everything and you coddle people. Where does that go? How, how does that end? We've never seen that be good. Like, you've never seen a spoiled child grow up and be a stand-up 
amazing person. Like it just doesn't happen. Why? Because any foundation that you build has to be a good foundation or the structure is going to be shit. Mm-hmm. America's exactly. foundation for the last, for at least for my generation, has been shit. You know what I mean? And it, we bro, I, this Hank, you you mm-hmm. could even speak about it. Being from New York in the middle of the fucking crack epidemic, like mm-hmm. that trauma yeah. that switched into the '90s gang banging trauma with all mm-hmm. the guns and shit. Now we're leading to the fucking drug epidemic. Like it's a recycling issue that if so, if yeah, the adults cool. don't take control, it's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. But what what happens, what's happening is there's this idea that's being pushed forward. So this particular thing happening is being used to push forward the idea even more that everyone should just get paid for existing. Yeah. Okay. But no one thinks this through to like, where does it go? If we all right. like, first of all, how much money is it exactly that we're all going to become entitled to that we'll all be okay from not having a job anymore, not working, not going out there and hustling, working hard or having a couple of jobs or having a regular job and a side gig where you're trying to build your business, all of that stuff. Where does that actually go? Like, do they think it's like Star Trek or something like that where, you know, just out of the grace of doing that, that that most people are going to go, you know what, I'm just going to spend my time studying philosophy now and make (laughs) the world uh, a better place. That this is kind of like what we're facing here, you know. Excuse me, I'm gonna, I gotta lock this. It's a fantasy. Thing in. It's um, it it's a switch that whatever has to like. To me, it's whenever you would decide to answer your calling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, God has a plan for everybody's life. If mm-hmm. you decide to answer that calling, it's the red pill, red pill, blue pill. You're gonna sign up to be somebody who's going to speak the truth no matter what, regardless yep. of the consequences. Or you're gonna run with the masses. It's it's one or the other. Um, and I feel like everybody at some point in their life has that choice and gets to that fork in the road and they just make the decision. It's just few of us that are ever going to actually answer that call. A lot of people just want to be comfortable, and people like us who are used to not being comfortable are like, "Fuck the comfort! Like I'm going with the truth. I'm mm-hmm. I'm comfortable in being uncomfortable now." So let yeah, me continue because that's the be- that's the better reward. Right, a hundred percent. Even if yeah, we could exactly. wave, even exactly. if we could wave the magical wand to make that happen, I don't see how it makes people like. For me, I know myself. If I don't have that pressure on me to do things, I know I'm just gonna like chill out and not do shit. Right. right? But yeah. that pressure makes me stronger. Right? When I look around, I'm like, hey, Absolutely. I got I have to take care of my family. I got to make things happen. You know, I've got to get up and go do this thing. Like just this show, even you know, for you guys, for me, this is a we got to find the time in our busy days to do this. I'll be honest with you, no one, including me, wants to do it. I'm not saying like in a bad way, but you know, you you'd rather take a nap or you know have dinner with your wife or play with your kids than do this thing. But you go, hey, I've got to do it. I've got to get out there. And if anyone thinks it's for a big reward. It's not. I mean, a lot of times we find ourselves just barely paying the bills or having to right. find money from somewhere else to pay the bills. But that pressure makes you do it for a, for a reward that's not guaranteed. You yeah. know, if we push I people, agree. if we push ourselves into that corner, that's where we're done. That's where we will not try to accomplish anything. I agree. I feel like our social media 
and uh, everything, the artificial realm online, because there obviously is a great component to social media, but we're speaking about mm-hmm. the negative side right now, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like that is essentially the same thing as the, uh, the uh, not even artificial, just the, it's similar to the pharmaceutical market, how they'll get you leaned on to this drug that's not mm-hmm. necessarily going to cure you, mm-hmm. but it's just going to make you feel better. Mm-hmm. I feel like our social media is that dopamine feeling that makes people feel better. But like you said, when you perform and succeed under that pressure and you get that real confidence, that's that real building that muscle and really um, really curing yourself as opposed to needing some quick fix yeah. real quick. Then you're stuck on that and then you have to go back to that to get the quick fix. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Like when we accomplish shit, it feels amazing. Like to me, it feels way better than any post that I have going viral. And mm-hmm. I think that's the difference. We want the confident feeling. We don't need the dopamine drop. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the summit, everybody at the summit has more followers than me, but mm-hmm. I organized the summit. I'm mm-hmm. way more, I feel way more accomplished getting invited to something or putting something on than just getting invited to something. Mm-hmm. And it's not knocking them. Obviously, there's a reason why we invited them, but. Right. For me to say that they're coming onto the platform that I help build is a much, much more accomplishing too. Um, I would agree with that, man. You know, it's not easy to put these things on. It's not easy to even let the thoughts run through your mind of right. putting it on. I usually go, nope, I'm not doing that. <laughs> you know, so yeah. so the so for like, you know, for you to do it for Maj, obviously Maj has a good team, you know. Um, you're there helping organize all this stuff. You know, it's a it's a massive undertaking to do yeah. things like like that. Um, the rock vet, the you know IV eighty eight eighty eight range day, um, all the different things that are that are going on out there. I know there's uh, like uh, what is it? Primary Arms has something that was going on in Junction. Yeah, with the NRA. There's the exactly. NRAM. None of that yeah. stuff can be poo pooed, man. It is not freaking easy. To do no. these kinds of things and put it on and make it happen but it's very important like i'm always telling people that there's different things they're trying to take away from us and one of the biggest things that they're trying to take away from us is the in real life community yes right 100%. that's super important we could do stuff on like we're doing right now on social media on the internet and it is it is kind of important i think we help people by yeah doing these kinds of things but the most important thing is that actual um community where we get together and we physically see other human beings and we realize why 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 are we doing this why are we fighting for because there's actual people out there that this is important to and we're not on our own but to organize all of that is not easy no right you know um let's see here it's kind. Of, I don't know about you guys. It's kind of cool to hear that jazz in the background. I don't know. I mean, like, doom, oh, doom, okay. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> he's uh, he's a bass player. Yeah. He, yeah. He's he's good. He's good. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know Devin is just flexing on us. He's just flexing on us. I'm really yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> he's just I'm trying in, to go like I'm, I'm like, so much more cultured than you, mofos. I'm in like a makeshift studio. Like, wait, wait till I get my real studio set up here in Atlanta. Like, it's it's gonna be way better. Um, but yeah. Okay. Is that like an yeah. actual music studio? What's the what's the deal there? Oh no, this is his apartment. Oh, okay. I'm in. Yeah, this is where I moved to in Atlanta. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, cool. 
Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, for now. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, and by the way, congratulations on making that uh, that move from you were in the D.C., like Maryland, D.C. area, right? Yep. Yeah, or Virginia. Yep. I'm not um, sure. Which which which, which is Yeah, it? I was right, right, right where you were. I was 20 minutes from the NRA headquarters and 30 minutes from the GOA headquarters. Oh, yeah. damn. Yeah, yeah. So um, you moved out. You moved out from there. Yeah, had to go. Uh, the kids needed me in Atlanta. So <laughs> I took a position running the after-school program for uh, KIPP Academy, which is basically a, uh, I guess, a collective group of schools that bring the private schools, private school quality to the inner city youth. And um, I love everything that they do with the kids. It's all constructive. So like even their discipline is like it's stern, but it's constructive. And I was like, man, if I would have had that, I would have responded way better to my teachers when I was younger. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah um, they needed somebody to run their health and fitness program for after school and be their after school supervisor. So oh, cool. I decided to come down. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, yeah. I'm also you're, down here. You're an after school ready. program. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's perfect for me because with That's kids great. and kings and everything, mm-hmm. um, I've already I expressed to them, like, I'm not going to be your teacher. Like, I understand you just came from eight hours of doing work. All I'm going to do is make you think better as a person. That's mm-hmm. it. That's all we're going to do here. And um, mm-hmm. I taught the kids how to play chess in like a day, which cool. was crazy. I did not think that they were going to take to it the way they did, but... Oh, I mean, kids are super superhuman beings compared to us adults. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And it was, yeah. I mean, forest fire. As soon as one started playing against me, the other one started, like, it went mm-hmm. from looking at a phone to putting the phone down to, like, all right, can I play now? And every they eventually kicked me off the board. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is what I wanted. <laughs> right. <But> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, D- Chris yeah. Bullis wants to says, is Devin in downtown? Uh, Chris Bullis says, is Devin in downtown Atlanta? Close enough. Yeah. Yes. And uh, yeah. M. Gabriel. I'm working downtown. You're working, working downtown. downtown. I'm staying in Stone Mountain right now, and I'm pretty sure I might end up moving to Douglasville. But that's all. And if he knows Atlanta, he knows the general area. The general area. Yeah. yeah. And M. Gabriel says, who picking on base? Who picking on base? <laughs> oh, that's so, my cousin. Yeah. The bass player. And he's like yeah. a real musician. Like, he gets paid to play. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome, yeah. awesome. Ho- hopefully, he won't copyright strike us. Yeah, if you're on YouTube, that is original live music being played in the background. Therefore, yeah, yeah. it is not subject to copyrights. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know, and it's, find a way. Yeah, it's ambiance. <laughs> um, yeah. And that, um, yeah, no, chess is a, chess is a great here. is a great thing for kids to learn how to play. Think, think. Oh forward. yeah, I'm about yeah. to teach him how to play spades next week. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then I'm down here working with um, Kevin Dixie. Mm-hmm. We're getting ready to, uh, like I said, step everything up with podcasts, with content creation. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm about to start taking videography classes. Like, nice. I'm basically down here to go full time into the gun industry. And um, okay, right on. Yeah. Yeah. What's That's your What's your hopes and dreams here, man? Like, what's your vision of like five years from now in the gun industry? Or in the gun game, I'm gonna be doing this. To honestly, um, 
Well, let me say this first. I heard this, I believe, last week. Somebody was like, don't try to reinvent the wheel. Just put rims on the bitch. Like, just make it better. <laughs> like, sounds, you don't have is to that Kevin Dixie? Me. Sounds like Kevin Dixie. No, no. Actually, okay. when I said it to KD, he actually was like, I heard that too, but I don't remember who said it. Oh, okay. But, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, um, people like Derek LeBlanc out in Oregon, mm-hmm. who's teaching kids every single day how to use guns, that um, and what KD does with aiming for the truth, that's really all I want to do. I just want to, yeah. In five years, if I can have kids learning how to shoot guns and the younger generations being open to uh, open to learning about guns, mm-hmm. my life has been a success. Okay. Like, I'm way more focused on the next generation than adults. Kids have be. an excuse to act the way they are. Adults are set in their ways. I'm done. Like, some of those people just got to die off. I want to help the kids. And honestly, if we think about the anti-freedom side, that's their main focus. They're in the colleges. They're in high schools. So when are we going to do our version and counter that and actually give these kids real solutions? And 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 that's how communism took control in this country. Mm -hmm. 100%. That's why Martin Luther King got demonized because the young um, young communist organization got him to go speak out against a war that he didn't even really necessarily want to speak out against. Got him exactly. demonized by basically every white person who's supporting the war, and their history. The rest is history. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's something that's um, that I've been studying a little bit as well is the like actual like history of Marxism, intersectionality, and uh, uh, critical critical race theory is intersectionality. Like it that's is. why I was like, this isn't anything new. Like they're just put a new label on it like am, am i wrong like it is intersectionality you're, you're absolutely right well uh, so def- define intersectionality for a second for folks out there i think i've heard you say it before but let's make sure everyone's it, on the same page on that it basically means <laughs> your level of oppression can trump somebody else's level of oppression <laughs> okay. like if i'm a black trans non-binary Marxist I'm at the top echelon of somebody who is uh, at the intersections of intersectionality mm-hmm. I'm number one and then they put straight straight male straight white males at the bottom okay yeah. it's yeah. basically your levels of quote-unquote less or privilege or not and the more yeah. privileged you are the lower on the totem pole you are which yeah. is a bunch of bullshit to be honest yeah. like I think I've I've I think it is, it's old. It is an old thing. And I always put it as being more of an accidental person than a deliberate person. So what I mean by <laughs> that racism. is, well, to well, me, it's the clearest yes. cut of like segregation. Like yeah. it's eugenics all over. It's nice eugenics. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's also saying, Hey, all my problems are not my fault. It's someone else's fault. And, and therefore I don't have to do anything. Right. I'm the not responsible for anything. Coming mm-hmm. to Atlanta, it's like, who do y'all blame? It's all black people here. <laughs> how can it be the white man's fault in Atlanta? Like, yeah, I'm trying to figure that. I part don't know. Out. How can it be the? How could it be the? If you know, if we're talking about the, like blaming and blaming white people, how can it be the white man's fault in most African countries or in the Caribbean yeah. or, you know. Other places yeah. around now, the world. Ultimately, it's our fault. It's the people's yeah. fault. China, do, China's 
pillaging the fuck out of Africa. Like, that is a thing, but it's not a, yeah. hey, they're just black. We're going to go take over. Yeah, but they're allowing Africa. it. Ultimately, oh, yeah. ultimately, Africans are allowing it. The, the, yeah, the, exactly, exactly. Yeah, we it's allow corrupted. people to like, do these things. We don't have to allow pe- the Chinese to be able to do it. The Africans didn't have to allow uh, white people to yeah. come and trade in slaves from Africa. They didn't have to exactly. allow that. You know, yeah. we allow these things, right? It's right. what we convince yeah. ourselves is okay. Corruption has no <laughs> no boundaries, and it definitely doesn't have a race. Like, no. I tell people all the time, most, if not all of my high school fights were against people that look like me and yes you could say that we both were a product of our environments but i'll be honest that really wasn't the case like normally it was about envy jealousy or something stupid like that i got yeah. a lot of other people's girls i'll just say that like, a lot of <laughs> girls. I, I, I don't doubt it, it. <laughs> in my bio on facebook i used to i used to have it said tell your girlfriend to call me and <laughs> I brought it on myself, but still, like, yeah. it wasn't about uh, it wasn't about race. Yeah, no, I'm just yeah, if yeah. This is just get back to telling the truth, the truth. Like you said earlier, Hank, there's one truth. It's not mm-hmm. your truth, my truth. Tell your truth. There's one fucking truth. That is it. Like, it's the truth or it's not. It can yeah. be, you know, it can be nuanced. That's a, that's definitely thing. Like it can be complex, it can be detailed, but there's one truth. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. 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 People don't search for do that. You guys believe? You guys believe that unity is a myth? Because I personally do. Um, I do. Because throughout history, man has been tribalized. We we've been tribal our whole lives, whether it's on a micro scale or a large scale. It's you, you see it in schools. You know, you got cliques. You got it's. That, that would be a hard thing to accomplish, unity. Uh, true unity. Right. Every You know, everyone does uh, what they do. It's the survival instinct that makes us ever unite against an enemy, right? right. Typically, mm, that's what happens, okay. right? We want to survive. So uh, we get together with, uh, like, I think someone said it earlier in this chat, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. <laughs> right. You know, and, and that's well, how it who goes. Who was the president that said an alien invasion would bring earth together faster than anything uh, it was president that was oh i'm not yeah, sure reagan, maybe, Ra- maybe reagan yeah that's probably the only president i can remember even acknowledging aliens um <laughs> but look it's this it's it's what i was going to say to you and but let me say this first before i forget okay uh walter p80 says um i'm in atlanta any meetups slash shoots in this area i would suggest you follow um, Devin, he's Trench Work Chronicles, but Devin, you can oh, yeah, tell him yeah, about yeah. that real quick. Um, we, I mean, um, I think we're planning a fashion, no, a costume party. It's a mm-hmm. concealed carry costume party. And, um, yeah, that one's actually going to be pretty fun. It's dressed as your favorite gun character, so it's not like a bunch no. of, like, Teletubbies with, like, tack belts <laughs> on. You have to come as an actual gun character. But oh. um, mm. yeah, we're just trying to do more. That's we're, fun. We're doing yeah, we're doing more social, lighthearted, fun, gun-related events like that, just to show that yo, like we like to have fun too. Like, and it doesn't yeah. always have to be at a range. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, so other than that, mm-hmm. look up Ken Scott and Kevin Dixie's classes because that's the only shoots I'm gonna be at. Yeah, I actually just got um, 
I just, I'm very, very happy that I was able to accomplish this so fast. And shout out to Ken Scott for uh, helping me accomplish this because obviously he's the trainer. But we got to give away a free class to a single mother who lives in downtown Atlanta who is, this is going to be her first time ever shooting a gun. Cool. Outstanding. When she, when she told me that she was scared of them, but she wanted to learn, I was like, that doesn't sound like fear. That just sounds like ignorance. Like, as soon as you learn, you'll be fine. She was mm-hmm. like, yeah, probably. I was like, say no more. I was like, you've talked to the right person. Let me make a phone call. I called Ken. We talked for like five minutes. He was like, yeah, she's good. Tell her to come through the class. So Cool. We're That's our first mission. Home. That's our first mission right. is gun guns. Right. Yeah. yeah. Protect the babies. Yeah, let yeah. me get this up here for John Crump. Money, 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 money. Money. Who's that young, sexy <laughs> <dude>? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. He could be talking about me. He could be talking about nah, Dr. He, TV. He knows, he knows who he's you know. talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so, but here's what I wanted to say in the lines of what you were just talking about, and I don't want to forget this. One of the things that personally about you, Devin, that I like, and I say this all the time. One of our biggest problems is everyone wants to be the leader. No one wants to follow. And that's what makes it so hard for us to really accomplish things. Like when we're talking about unity and making things happen, it really takes uh, more people deciding that they're going to follow, even if temporarily, right? Or even if it's just in the beginning, that they're going to follow instead of trying to be the leader. Well, I've got to be the front man and up front. And what I see you doing all the time, you've you've done a lot of work for Kevin Dixie, Maj Ture, and other folks out there. You've helped, uh, you know, through doing your podcasts and all that kind of stuff, bring other people to light and promote people. And I think that's going to make you an excellent leader in the future. Even what you're doing now for kids and all of that kind of stuff is very admirable to me as an old 50-year-old dude out here looking at what is basically... Yeah, I'm going to hey, be 50 in, I'll, in I'll March. Be, I, this is going to be a compliment, <laughs> I guess. You do, I did not think you were 50. I'm going to be... I'm 49. I'm going to be 50 in March. Yeah. I'll, all right. I would I'll take never guess off. that. Really? Yeah, I would have taken <laughs> off at least... At least four no at least five to seven it's the tactical fat man the tactical fat keeps me looking (laughs) young but truly like you're the future of this you know folks in in your age category younger than you you know you guys are the future of this and to see you i tell people all the time follow first (laughs) yes help other people accomplish things right actually learn what it takes to do this hundred percent. Um, so I, I, I say something similar as well. Um, thank you for that, by the way. But I say You're something welcome. very similar is like, yo, like if you, well, KD told this to me, he was like, if you like something, uh, figure out a way to be an asset to it. And what I've learned now is that if you like something, respect it enough to be an asset to it and make it better. Don't think that you can astroturf yourself into being the same entity that you think that just came about. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. people put in work mm-hmm. to create these platforms that they've built up. And when I say they do work, Maj has more energy than anybody <laughs> I know, period. Mm-hmm. Like Constantly. he, like a lot of people think Black Guns Matter is like an organization of a lot of people. It's like, like technically it's him. Mm-hmm. And then he basically outsources everything. Like I could say that me and uh, my guy Rel are part of it, but like 
when it comes to the brand, Maj is the brand. He's Maj needs more help. What, he does yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. when people so, complain to me about things, you know, uh, not not specifically about Maj or anyone out there, and they're like, oh, well, how come these guys aren't doing this or that? I'm like, dude, are you helping them do something? <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. Maj is one single dude. He can definitely get up there and talk, and, he, and you're right. He has a lot of energy and does a lot of things. How the hell is he supposed to do it on his own? It takes right. a lot of energy, um, a lot of money. Goodness. Yeah, it takes a lot of people, you know, resources and all that to actually do these things. And people can't do it on their own. Other people need to get in line and freaking follow right. and help get things done. Yeah, and if you if you love something so much, and I love the work that Maj has been doing, mm -hmm. I just want to be involved. Like, I don't need to mm -hmm. fight what he's doing and go do it on my own. Like, even mm -hmm. the way Kids the Kings came about, it was essentially because Maj was too busy for it. Mm -hmm. And Mike Sedini was like, I want to do something with the inner cities and the black community. So mm -hmm. I told him what I wanted to do. And he was like, so why don't you do that? Like, we can do that. And mm -hmm. when he already had plans to work with Maj, Maj was like, go do that. Like, that's mm -hmm. what you want to do. So opportunities, like, the more you are, an, more you're an asset to what you love, the opportunities present themselves. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, it's not a matter of you not getting the shine or anything. They're going to come. You just got to be strategic and smart enough to know when to take them and know how to do your own thing. Mm -hmm. Like podcasting, that's my lane. You know what I mean? KD mm -hmm. asked me for help in podcasting. Maj would ask me for help in podcasting because it's my thing. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And mm -hmm. that only became a thing because I saw an issue where there wasn't people in my generation or my age group telling or talking the same unfiltered shit that I like to talk all the time. So mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to do it. And that's when I linked up with John. John helped me get on. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Shout out to John Crump. Him, yeah, he's Kevin out there. Dixie, him, Kevin Dixie, Ken Blanchard, and Maj are definitely my biggest four influences. I think Ken Blanchard is probably, I don't want to say the oldest like gun guy that's doing a podcast. I don't want to say that, right? Because there's going to be some gun guy out there like now i'm the oldest one but ken blanchard is one of the very first i think student I'm of student of the gun is positive yeah, yeah student of the gun first. also one of the very first like we got to give props where props belong you know um the first one that i saw was we like shooting but i believe that ken blanchard and student of the gun are the dudes that came before that um and then also you know you've got um you know some some other folks out there but you know and then there was yourself uh yeah to an extent you know to an extent well, i mean i'll I'm, say this I, I think we've had this conversation before mm -hmm. you were the first black 2a podcast that i saw so okay. when i saw you were up there i was like okay well that's the standard we got to get to that level mm -hmm. so yeah yeah okay. it was you then then i got put on to ken blanchard by somebody else but then that's when i realized yeah me and him actually share the same birthday oh cool okay yeah yeah um this is like <laughs> yeah man. this this i guess falls into the category of a podcast but i look at it just like how joe rogan looks at doing stand-up you know so i this is kind of me doing stand-up talking to people in the gun world about the things that i'm into and just freestyling as well as right. kind of like a business meeting with myself and my friends where we talk about stuff going on in the gun world and i'm trying yeah. to do it as like raw and as truthful and honest 
as we can be without burning right. like too many bridges or whatever <laughs> out there. Let me ask Daniel the same question I asked you because I'm I think it's I think it's a good question. Daniel, five years from now, where do you see yourself in the gun world? Because I think that you are just starting to like blossom and come into your own light in the gun world doing what you do. I don't know, you guys know each other, right? Trenchwork Chronicles, you're aware of Gun yes. Doctor TV? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, we follow yeah. each other for quite a while now. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. So yeah, where, where, watch, do you, where do you see him blossom, man? It, mm -hmm. I just got to say, dude, great stuff, dude. Just keep it up. Just thank you. Stay Appreciate at it. it. Yeah. So where do, you see, where do you see yourself, Daniel? Where do you see yourself like well, five years from now? What are you trying to accomplish here? I, w I want to have my own show, my own gun show. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, that that's in the works. That's... That's something that's coming down the pipe. Um, I I don't know. I just kind of want to be in front of the camera. I want to. I I got offered a role in a movie. Uh, a few other things. So, I, I want to be. I want to be a doorway, for, new shooters, for, inexperienced people to. To get involved into the gun community and really really sink their teeth in and i want to that's kind of what i do with the uh, gun doctor tv i, I want to i try to keep it fun and entertaining and not so serious all the time and just draw new shooters and uh draw new red-blooded americans in okay awesome all right that's uh i i see exactly where you're going with that i see some people asking about my sign yes i'm a pisces if you want to know uh, if you believe in it, whatever, whatever it is, yeah. Do you I'm know Virgo. what you do? You know what you are, Devin. <laughs> Daniel's a Virgo. Um, <laughs> do you I even don't know? Follow. I don't follow the astrology. It's um, old people shit. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Trust uh -huh. me. Um, I think I'm a Cancer. I think that's what people yeah. tell me I am. Okay. I'm a All 69, right. and I think that's the Cancer. That's the 69, cancer, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 So here's the thing I would say, like, I, when it, you know, just to go back to what Daniel's saying, like, I think you're incredibly talented. I think, like, what you do on Gun Doctor TV, whenever, and I don't get as much of a chance to look at things as I should, so I'm not going to, you know, pretend, but when I look at what you do, you know, it's like disheartening to me that you don't get as many views as I feel you should get. Right? Because yeah. you, you truly come from, like, a different point of view. You're truly fun and easy and entertaining to look at. You know, I think you're 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 thinking about what you're doing, but you just have a really to me, it's there. And as someone like I'm very interested in filmmaking and I pride myself in being able to see talent. You know, I've done a lot of things in the past, like I've done uh, I've been like a produ music producer and all all kinds of stuff. And I think you're incredibly talented. So Thanks. you might you might wind up going through a couple of shows. I'm just going to tell you because, you know, yeah. I've seen a lot of things <laughs> in the world and that's how it is. I hope you don't get discouraged if and when that happens. No, no but I think you're incredibly talented. And I think it's just a matter of time before everything comes together and people who are truly looking. One of the things I worry about in our world is there's a lot of folks that have money. And a lot of times they don't want to just get in there and support someone like Trenchwork Chronicles or support right. someone like Gun Doctor TV. Even if they look like that, they they really want to be famous. And I'm always saying, no, you've got the money. Be behind the scenes and help push these people forward, right? Yeah. Instead of thinking about making yourself famous now that you've made money. But that's you know, human beings have to figure out their own ways. So I think you truly are there, 
And it's just a matter of time before people really realize like how talented you are. And I'm telling you that so that you don't get discouraged by the things that. that are gonna naturally happen, man. Like don't let that shit get to you. You yeah. you are that at your core. Probably on your worst day, you know, like your worst video that you think you made, <laughs> you are more talented than a lot of people that are out there doing this. I so. appreciate that. I put a lot of thought and hard work into my videos and yeah, I know you do, and it's just—it's like I wish there was a way that we could do better on help and in, in helping uh, people get the attention they need out there. It's just really ridiculously uh, competitive now, and then what we all do is suppressed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know yeah. that's why I like <laughs> Hank. Ways. What we um, what we even agreed on is like, yo, mm -hmm. if we find talent, we're gonna just swap shows. Like, yo, you go on this show. You mm -hmm. after that you're gonna come on my show. Yeah, and yeah. Give yeah. people the shine that deserve the shine. Yeah, I'm big on, like I've had a lot of friends die, especially a lot of young people die, and I'm mm -hmm. really big now on giving people their flowers when they deserve them. Now, mm -hmm. like um, Ken Blanchard when he mm -hmm. and he lied when he said that he was retiring from the gun world. <laughs> like I was like, all right, well we're gonna do we're gonna do the last show on my show like we're going to have you on my show we're when did he's everybody. when did ken blanchard say he's retiring by the way uh, just just out of i want i want to say it was about a year ago oh really close to a year ago yeah okay yeah he uh -huh. pulled a michael jordan he went away for a year <laughs> yeah he tried to do a podcast about something else and came right back he's came not right yeah back. i i'm not saying he's not he's not capable of retiring i know that he's, he's not i'll say he's not capable of retiring he's done a lot of stuff and he's gone through a lot yeah. of stuff but i mean we're talking about an amazing man like i don't know if people know like ken blanchard's true history of like as an american <laughs> yeah like, like amazing you know yeah, yeah. he's yeah. basically the black chuck norris seriously this guy was a Marine, right? Uh, C yep, yep. In the CIA. <laughs> you He's know. He's done everything. Gary <laughs> Everybody, yeah. like. Yeah, there's movies Jean. that Denzel Washington has, like, uh, you know, we all say, man, you know, I wish Denzel Washington could play me in the movie. There's literally movies that Denzel Washington has done that it's really, like, canon in there, right? Literally. It's from yeah. Ken Blanchard's <laughs> life. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Other than Training Day. He didn't do Training Day. No, <laughs> you know so or american gangster I, I, we can't put that well yeah yeah we're not talking about those you'll have to figure the what what we're talking about on out on your own um yeah man it's you know i we've got to figure out a way to to be better at this this is what like i worry about the most i worry about you know the people who are getting into this um, there's some people who are getting into this, I think, for the wrong reasons or with the wrong motivations. Yeah. And then I worry about how, you know, the real talent out there is going to get recognized and um, and push forward. And that's one of the reasons why I do the show the way that I do. And I have people come on. Excuse me. And I hope that people who are out there would realize that what it really takes, you want to push someone like Devin forward. You want to push someone like Gun Doctor TV forward. I can't do it. Just by having them on here, it doesn't really do as much as it as really should be done. You all need to like follow these people and and share their stuff and push them forward in order for this to happen. But we've got this phenomenon going on now with everybody wants to be famous. Yep. Yep. So in the past, there might have been 
10 or 20 people or even 100 people trying to do this and 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 the masses of us out there will share their stuff now everyone and their mama is doing this and no one wants to share <laughs> anyone else's stuff yeah Yeah, is that you think you're not wrong you're yeah. not wrong at all you're not um, wrong you're not wrong I, i've seen that uh like i'm not going to name any names but there you know there's channels that were you know way smaller than me and i was always you know giving them shout outs uplifting their channel and because i feel like that's you know i've become friends with a lot of people in this industry and i've met some really great people like you hank and i'm always trying to be a team player mm -hmm. so to speak and, uh, you know, this guy, he blows up and doesn't even talk to me anymore. Don't know so, you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It happens. Yeah, so don't don't feel bad about it. Don't take yeah. it personally. Yeah. I, I had that starting when I was first trying to get people to interview on my show. People mm -hmm. would literally leave me on red or like ask me. They do the follower check like, oh, well, how many followers and subscribers do you have? Oh, maybe we can do it a different time. Now, I go to the gun events or I go to these places and people like I see these people and they're looking at me like expecting me to acknowledge them. And I just keep walking. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, there's no doubling back. And honestly, that's a great feeling. Yeah. Like it's petty, but that is a great fucking feeling. It's like, yo, yeah. you had your shot. Yeah, I you don't say this. Shot. I don't say this lightly. Like, I think anyone who really knows me knows I don't say this lightly. Um, if you know, and there are people like, even though this is not a big show, we're not getting big numbers and things like that. I think we're suppressed, but I know there's people in the industry and all that, that watch this. If you're curious, these are two incredibly talented people doing what they're doing. Very real and genuine about what they do. And they are, they have huge potential for the future. And I would encourage people to deal with these guys. Um, and if you watch, this is like. 800 and episode 810 i don't say that i don't say that i genuinely like believe that about devin i don't think he always agrees with me that's not the necessity for me yeah. <laughs> we're not supposed to though <laughs> yeah but the fact that we're exactly. on the same team right means way more that means yeah. that you are you can address something from a perspective and so can mm -hmm. i like but yeah. we're still on the same squad. Like yeah. there are yeah. people that can't understand that concept and that mm -hmm. it has to be a monolith and that if you don't agree with them, then you're a retard or you're not experienced enough or you haven't been doing it long enough. Mm -hmm. It's like, no dog, maybe I can just see the bullshit <laughs> from this perspective. And exactly. you know, and what's honestly, important like, to me is how genuine the person is. This is what's always bingo. the factor for me. Like when I look at people, right. like what I said about what I said about uh, Daniel Gun Doctor TV, I really believe it's genuine. Like when I see him doing crazy shit and making, you know, like stuff from the Mandalorian or whatever that he's doing, I'm like, <laughs> this is really him, you know. And and what is just waiting for is for people to discover. It's the same thing I think about you, Devin. That. You have a lot of raw talent, and you're is just waiting for someone out there who realizes it, and and is truly, genuinely serious about um, helping to put someone like yourself forward. And and we really, really need that. Um, otherwise, we're not going to be able to reach the people that you could reach or that Daniel could reach. I don't think I'm a I, one. Thank you very much for those words. Uh, that's I would say that's happened. I would say mm -hmm. Kevin Dixie, Ken Scott. And Maj have definitely invested in me and the yeah, whole curating what I could actually be. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think I'm allowed to talk about certain things right now, mm-hmm. but they're definitely like we're definitely yeah, in the world. I agree with you That's on that. Literally half the yeah. reason why I'm in um, in Atlanta right now is to start my progression and my real like push. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I would just say stay tuned for the next. Yeah, let's see. Next I'm saying year, this. I want to. I want to see more Ooh. of this. I know. I know. Uh, uh, those people that you mentioned, mm-hmm. and I agree with you. And I know that they need more in order to be able to do more of that. Yes. You know, yeah. they need more to do more for you. This is this is the thing that we all really need to understand. This takes a heavy amount of resources. When we're looking that at the people it. on the other side, they are spending a shit ton of money, and we are just pissing in the wind. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're doing on our side. So it doesn't, like, for me, my personal philosophy... I don't think that I don't like complain about it for myself, but ultimately like what I believe is just like, Hey, make sure you like take care of yourself and do what you have to do. But the things in the world that you see are going wrong and missing, push that for other people. That's how you make it happen for yourself instead of like spending all your time whining and complaining about it. So, I mean, that's really what I'm trying to do here. There are a lot of good people in the gun community truly doing things and building things and heading in a good direction. And I really, really, really hope that people see that and take advantage of it because any one of us like this could be off the planet. And what we need is people who step up um, in our place. Right. Yes. Yeah. And we need to figure out how to to, to help create um, those situations for people. You know, I think that's really, really important. It's like we talked about it the other day when we were talking about Al Roker at 67 still being out there, you know, in the in the eye of the hurricane. And I'm not he could do whatever he wants to wow. do. But I believe like at some point as an old dude like Al Roker, you need to be actually helping to bring along the next the Al next Roker. Person. Right, yeah, right, you know, and, um, and, and get out of that Maj limelight. I, that's something mm-hmm. Maj and I speak about all the time. Um, shout out to he's on Instagram as Pervectus J or Visuals by J, but mm-hmm. like to me, he's next. He's 22, he's a videographer, he trains with Pervectus Group, he works for them, he does mm-hmm. all of their content. I love everything that he's doing, he can shoot better than me, like everything. Um, <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. If we don't, if we don't curate the next generation, like, what are we even doing this for? Like, we're, what are we actually preserving or conserving if we're not investing in the next generation? That's why I love uh, Kevin Dixie's Train to Learn event because it's literally focused on finding who is who is really serious about preserving our freedoms with the Second Amendment, and it's giving them the tools, it's giving them the right knowledge. It's putting them in connections with the right people. And it's, yeah, it's seeing how to do it the right way. I think if we, like you said, if we start seeing more of this, we have a shot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So, yeah, like you said, yeah. everybody should just be supporting the the grassroots work that's already being done. People like Tony Simon out in New Jersey, behind enemy lines, yeah. putting on diversity shoots, like I think twice a, twice a month. He does that out of his own pocket. Mm-hmm. There's no organization coming to sponsor. There's not like big that. money or anything like that. Not in Jersey. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's a it's a, right. it's an uphill battle in a in like I mean it's very close to being like California. Probably Cal. Right. Probably it's worse. I think. <laughs> in, in some ways. ways. Yeah. 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 So. Well, yeah. It's, yeah. Absolutely. Like, okay. Listen. Like we're like, 
We're over the nine o'clock hour, so before Lola starts complaining to me, I know we still got people here. I appreciate it, but while we do, I do want to let both of you, uh, you know, tell the folks about yourselves and what you're doing. I'll start with Daniel, so that the last thing we get out to the folks out there is about what's going on with the uh, summit. You yes, know, you. Um, so Daniel, tell the folks out there how they can support you, uh, what they can do to help you out. Uh, you can find me uh, my YouTube channel. That's my main platform. Uh, you can find me there, Gun Doctor TV. All one word. Just do a search. You should be able to find me. Um, I'm on Instagram, Gun Doctor TV, uh, Twitter, all, all the places. Uh, and you can catch me on TV on Surviving Man. Absolutely. So. All right. Thanks so much. Um, all right. So, Devin, tell us about the social summit for the people. Because people could still go, right? I, it's Thursday night. I think it's yes. starting tomorrow night. But people yes. can still show up in Miami and have fun and get on the yachts, right? Yes, if you absolutely cannot afford it, you're in a hard time, you can't get it, go to Maj Toure's Instagram page, and he's posted the Eventbrite that you can base. We're basically using the honor system. Um, you can sign up, and you can come. It's on Eventbrite. You can get your spot. Everything's good. Um, mm -hmm. Solutionary Summit 2021 from the 3rd through the 5th uh, in Miami at the Vice... Biscayne Bay. Oh, Marriott Biscayne, Biscayne. Biscayne, Biscayne. Yeah, Biscayne Marriott. Bay. Yeah. Um, I might be saying it wrong too. I say all the crazy uh, names here. Well, wrong. We both gonna say it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll be there for uh -huh. the next three, four days, getting it in. Um, look out for the stream. I'm pretty sure we're going to release a free. There's gonna be a stream. Free. People were asking about that. Yeah. Okay. So I'm pretty sure there will be. Here's what you can do. You know, I know you're gonna be busy tomorrow, but if you can, let us know about that. Maybe we'll try to like tune in or something during the oh, show, yeah, or cool. or you could you could actually dial in the same way that you did here and uh, let us know and just give a shout out for that. So yeah, for lots of reasons. Want. Mm -hmm. If you want, I can I can come on from the show. Okay. Yeah, I can have my yeah. whole little makeshift set up there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I know a lot of people can't just jump and get out there, but it would be great for us if we can at least make it be a thing that happens on social media. So. Right. But yeah, you, know. um, you go to my page, um, Rhonda Mary's page. She's the other, she's a third leg of the behind-the-scenes mm -hmm. crew that's doing everything for the summit. Mm -hmm. um, me, her, Glock Don't Lock. And Maj Toure, go follow us. Look at our pages. You can find everything for the summit there. Other than that, um, yeah, just get ready for the content that comes from it because it should be pretty insane. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward I don't to seeing I have it. Too much anything else. Yeah. yeah, in the future, I need to make plans to to do these things. Unfortunately, like I just can't go everywhere and do everything. But I am happy to help uh, folks uh, promote it. So um, here's the thing I'm going to do, right? I'm going to run in the end thing, and then we're going to come back here, and we're going to get some words of wisdom. Um, uh, I can let either both of you do it, Gundog to do it, or Devin do it. There's, who, who wants to do it? You, how you want to do this? Both of you guys? I don't care. Of you? I, yeah, I can do it. I don't care. You okay. both do it. Yeah, let's. Yeah, I'm gonna let both of you guys do it. I'm gonna. We want to hear what your words of wisdom are here as we're going out. So look, I want to thank Franklin Armory for supporting the show. Appreciate that. We're gonna be back here tomorrow um, doing this, and uh, we'll we'll try to get some stuff from Devin so you guys can see what's going on with that show. There's also something I know going on with Primary Arms. So you know, social media, man, you should be able to get both of these things going and look at it. There's some good gun stuff going on tomorrow. You can either be there in person 
or you can look and listen to it on social media. Let me run in the end here and we'll be right back. All right, guys, thanks so much for watching and listening to the podcast here. We appreciate that. Make sure you smash those thumbs up, share this, get on our email list at hankstrange.com. We're going to rip the audio out of this and put it up on iTunes and all your favorite places to listen to audio. And we uh, appreciate all the people that are listening to us here in America and around the world. Okay, let's start with Devin. What's your words of wisdom? My words of wisdom. Um... Is there like a topic or... No, whatever. Just what, what wisdom you want to drop on the people out there, man. Uh, remain objective. Tell the truth. There's power in transparency. And stay ten toes down. All right. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Daniel, what you got? <laughs> All right, mine, is, mine is very simple. Don't share your personal grooming habits with the Hoff. Oh. <laughs> uh, you... Yeah, you're going to have to look at the beginning of the show if you even want to know about that, <laughs> Devin. I was trying to spare you that, but that's actually pretty good advice. Uh, pretty good advice. Shout out to everyone out there. I see DLD After Dark and a whole bunch of people. I appreciate you guys. We'll be back tomorrow. We're out of here. Peace. We're out. See ya.